everybody, Jimmy Pardo here. Never Not Funny is right around the corner, as it always is, once a week. But I got to tell you this. Thrilled that Mack Weldon's involved this week. Mack Weldon, of course, they make premium products crafted with natural fibers that have built-in performance capabilities, capabilities, so they work hard, too. They have a new line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. And after uh, all that information I just given you, I'm going to let you know they also ship it right to your door. If you don't like your first pair, you can keep it, and they will still refund you. No questions asked. I'm wearing Mack Weldon underpants right now. Matt Belknap is. Garen Cockrell wishes that he was. Go to MacWeldon.com and get 20% off your purchase using the promo code PARDO. I repeat, go to MacWeldon.com. Get 20% off your purchase using the promo code PARDO. MacWeldon.com. Now, it's never not funny. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We welcome you in and then show you the door. My ears are burning, you effing C. This is our country has been invaded cyberly. Old man Pardo wants to use the tweet box. Unleash the beast. Pardo, baby. That's the money. That's the future. tape it's the fastest hour in podcasting this is never not funny now here's your host jimmy pardo hello many indeed yes welcome into the program episode 2009 i've just been told correct just it made me think about 2112 which we used to joke about how crazy it would ever be if we got to that uh, episode and we're gonna get to it within this year yeah by the end of the year do we we i think we have to pull out all the stops and we have to use every favor we have to get Getty Lee of Rush. <laughs> I think we have to. I think we sure. have to get a member of Rush yeah. for episode 2112. Right. Well, we'll be in Toronto. We could pre-tape that up there and then just put it in the can for a while. We could certainly do that. We could also, I mean, in the ass. Yeah, we're going to fuck him in the ass. <laughs> exactly, right? He's a, he's a new world man. He knows how to do this. Come on. That's a Rush song for off of Signals, which uh, also includes my favorite uh, Rush song of all time, Subdivisions. I'm not alone when I say that's my favorite. I think that's a lot of Rush fan favorites. Okay. Uh, a little light on the guitar, still rocking with the synth. Uh, <laughs> Getting a lot of affirmations from our uh, intern couch. I, I'm not. I'm ignoring <laughs> the intern for the day. I'm ignoring him and his weird head nodding. <laughs> now listen, uh, let's talk about it. Look who's over there. Yeah. It's Brad Gage. That's right. Remember when Brad Gage uh, inter- put the microphone down, Brad? I'm not talking to you yet. Remember when he walked in yes. and uh, I'm going to say it disrupted this podcast. Disrupted <laughs> it with. With positive energy. <laughs> insisted on being interviewed. Yeah. Insisted on me badgering him yeah. with his positive energy. Now, he's not wearing his glasses today. Interesting. Uh, I think he's not wearing his glasses today because it looks like he may have gotten into a, ba- a barroom fight over the Got weekend. A little nick, yeah. What happened, Brad? First of all, Brad, welcome. Thank you. Here's the deal. Garen Cockrell cannot be here. Garen is uh, uh, maybe an interview or something. It's a job-related situation, yeah. So he's not here. So you and I, we usually will go to uh, Julie Dixon or, uh, or uh, Jay. Jay Spaulding. Uh, Jay Spaulding. Yeah. Um, and you and I both at the same time went, we got to ask Brad Gage. <laughs> like, just no the fighter. idea of Brad Gage. Because, Brad, I don't know if you heard the last, the, the Players Club episode after you were on, uh, but we, a lot of Brad Gage talk. <laughs> There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of chatter about yeah. Brad, uh, Brad Gage. There's a chance, and I mean this, as uncomfortable as this will be, there's a chance both Matt and I have a crush on you. <laughs> there is I a, think you can speak for yourself on that Nope. One. I'm speaking for you. Your eyes light up when Brad Gage I love his energy. I'm, I'm not going to deny that. You've got a, I don't want to say a, a sexual crush. You have an energy crush. 
crush on this guy. You you don't want to say that. I want to say. I want to say. Do want to I say. don't want to say. You, you do not right. have a sexual crush. Right. You have an energy crush on this guy. You well, sure? this is the first time I've seen his face, so I'll, I'll, I don't know if I've got an energy crush on him or not. I just saw the back of his head the whole time last time. That's true. You never got you to never see the no, magic of Brad Gage. No. So, huh. so we're going to find out. But we bring him in. Yep. To be Garen for a day, mm-hmm. and now little did I know that in between, this guy was going to be a member, a member of a Fight Club. <laughs> and he's going to go down to some basement and get his face pounded in. Yeah. It is not as exciting as that. Walk me through, A, why you're not wearing your glasses. Okay. If I may, you're more handsome with your glasses. And I think, Matt, there's no doubt you'd agree with I that. I was a little disappointed. Big fan of the glasses. <laughs> I, thought, I honestly thought about it. I was putting the contacts in, uh-huh. and I thought... Wait a second. Yeah. Are they going to like the glasses? But yeah, that's it's 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 Would blocking chafe. the face a little that, bit, chafes a little bit. Yeah. Um, see, to me, it's no different. Right. You saw the back of that. I, I didn't even know he had glasses. Oh. I didn't even know there were cameras here. This was the, I like I brought, I came in and I was like I don't know I was standing right in front of these cameras. Yep. yep you yeah. were. Yeah. yeah. But, there, but there's no reason for you to know that you're walking into a podcast. Uh, uh, generally at somebody's dining room table, unless you're part of a network. And uh, there's no reason for you to think that we'd have 49 uh, <laughs> cameras set up for a guy sitting around talking. Uh, so ignore him and his comments. <laughs> Why are you not wearing your glasses? Okay, not wearing the glasses. I don't usually wear those. You caught you caught me. I was just running running errands, mm-hmm. and and I was wearing my glasses. I see. I, I got to wear sunglasses. I'm fair skinned, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm fair skinned. Got to wear sunglasses. I love and and page. and that ties in why what this is. Oh, that's not a fight. I got a mole mole taken off. Okay. Uh, okay. Where would you go? Do you, uh, Dr. Dixie Richards? No, not Dr. Dixie. Uh, Dr. Shim Santa Monica. Did you go to Shim out Santa Monica. No, what what? what? You went to Shim and Santa Yeah, Shim Santa Yeah. That seems like a schlep. Wait, where yeah. do you live? That's a schlep to see Shim? <laughs> I, it was a schlep. I go, I go to Santa Monica. Yeah, I, I live in Hollywood. Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, that's Hollywood. a schlep for Shim, but yeah, Shim's yeah. worth it. For Shim. Yeah. You got a schlep for Slim. Yeah, then you go to Santa Monica for the schlep, Shim? Yeah. Slim shake. Yeah. <laughs> Get a milkshake. Where's shake that ass on over here? What? Didn't you say that to Elliot? Oh, back that ass <laughs> up. That, that was very funny. Yeah. A young lady had a, a tweet the other day. Brad, we'll get back to you. Sure. Sit back. Make me very uncomfortable. I just want to quickly say that what? For, for anyone who's only listening and they can't see the video of this, if you want to picture Brad Gage. You want to, you're going to paint a picture? Picture a young Boris Becker. I think that's a good... Uh, oh. Have you ever gotten that before? No. Who do you, do you get, do you Brad? Even know who Here's that the sound is? system. Do you know who ba- Bra- uh, Boris Becker is? I don't know who Boris Becker is. He's a, a tennis player from the 80s. Okay. Um, actually, what's weird, you also look like another tennis player. Who does he look like? Uh, Jim Courier. He looks more like Jim Courier. Courier. You're like a cross between Boris Becker and Jim Courier. Yeah, I'm not a big, t- not a big tennis fan. Yeah, but these look were famous those, people that were in the zeitgeist. Look those guys up. Okay. Right, I know. I'll right look, now. I, that's part of my job today. <laughs> yeah, look it up. Yeah, Take I'll a look and up. see if you agree. You can, yeah. in, in the notes, you're welcome to put, I don't agree. <laughs> but you're right. It is more Jim Courier. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. When you when you said tennis, I, I just, I don't know his names, I was, uh, but I knew yeah. that's who I was thinking. But do you, can you picture Boris Becker? I can't. Also, it's like a, also a ginger. Is it, does it look like Boris from the Bullwinkle cartoon? Uh, no. Because <laughs> he doesn't look anything like that. No. He looks more like, uh, I don't know if you know this guy, Brad Gage. <laughs> oh, I know Brad Gage. Are you kidding me? Is that the guy that showed up here the other day? Oh, yeah, glasses guy. He wears glasses? That's right. Guy yeah, I know him. Yeah. Never seen him without his glasses. Lights up a room. Lights up a room. <laughs> That's a walking light bulb. All right, so you were going to say something. On wheels. Walking fluorescent. Stop talking, Brad Gage. Uh, what was I going to say? I don't know. I cut you off to in- introduce this Brad. Uh, well, I was going to say, you know what? Uh, I like to go around the horn so our guest then could uh, interact with Brad Gage. And, uh, but Brad Gage is our intern for a day. Yes. With- and you will never just call him Brad. No. <laughs> He's Brad Gage. He's Brad Gage. Yeah. That can't be our guest already, is no, it? No, my phone. No, I just was putting it, making sure it was on silent mode. All right. And it is. All right. Well, welcome into the program, everybody. Episode 2009. We've settled a couple of things. We're going to get Getty Lee for 2112. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't get your hopes up. That will not happen. <laughs> um, Would you take Neil Pert? 
Neil Peart doesn't uh, leave his home. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. I mean, he does, but he he's always on like some sort of sabbatical. He rides his motorcycle around, oh, boy. and he doesn't really uh, interact with people. All right. What's the other guy's name? Oh, that guy died. Uh, right? Alex Lifeson. Oh, no, no, he's alive. Oh, he's alive. Okay. Yeah, he's the one that gets in fights with his kid in bars. Uh, was one of them? Fight. Brad probably tells him. Did, would one of them have a health issue though? That the the original drummer. Oh. Uh, Oh, well, that's not what I'm thinking. Let's of. see. I'm talking about in the last year because, like, they didn't they announce that they're done touring. They're done. Well, you know, Neil Peart's had a lot of personal uh, oh. family uh, okay. deaths and stuff. And if there's a health issue, I am not. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm probably not thinking of something else. I don't know, Brad. Why don't you look that up? Look up uh, Alex Lifeson health issues. Alex Lifeson health issues. I don't know Lifeson? if it was Alex. I could have been any. Could be Neil Peart. Look, I mean, look it up. You get three names to look could up. Be Getty Lee. <laughs> no, it's not Getty. Getty's in the, he's a prime of his top shelf. <laughs> top, sh- top shelf. You've never seen anybody uh, in better shape than Getty Lee. Okay. Today's Tom Sawyer. Mean, mean. Oh, ba-dum, ba-dum. Is that a band you like uh, coming from Milwaukee, Brad Gage? Big time, big, big time. Is that your favorite band, Rush? I I think the band I've listened to the most. Is Rush? It's Rush. Wow! And you're and you're younger than that. You're uh, that should not be. Uh... It's a it's a drummer's paradise. Well, that's right. He's our drummer. Yeah. Right. Our drummer. We brought Neil it up, Pert. but Neil yeah. Peart was not your number one guy. No, he was no, number two. I think for skill, okay. yes, but yeah. not you know for power. Bonzo was one, Bonzo then Peart, and then you like the guy from Dave Matthews. Yeah, Carter Beaufort. Yeah, exactly. And then Bazio, we decided it's too busy. Baz- way too busy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stuart Copeland, I think, was next, and then, and then Ginger up, yeah. Baker. Yeah. Now we got some tweets uh, after that conversation aired. Uh, that uh, at least one tweet from a guy, although might, maybe two different people said this. Uh, what did they say? They said that uh, we should take a, a real good look at uh, Jeff Percaro from Toto. Oh, but the, no shit. I'd never uh, really uh, thought uh, about uh, it, but uh, then they, someone posted a YouTube video of like he he put out an instructional video. And he was doing, um, he was explaining how he came up with the the drum pattern for Africa mm-hmm. and how he like basically combined two different things. It was cool. He played one, then he played the other, and then he was like, here, and here's what this is. And it was like, I don't give a crap about drums, but I really enjoyed watching that video. He's very good. Yeah, it was He's cool. He's very good. I, uh, I, when I put Picaro in my top 10, Brad Gage, would you? Uh, no. I like that beat in, yeah. in Africa, but I'm not. Yeah, I but, just don't. I don't listen to hymns in particular. Right, you don't go. You know what? You know what's great about Toto is their drummer. Right. Although he he is one of the greatest uh, West Coast sounding drummers. You maybe just don't care for the band, right? I'm okay with him. Yeah, okay. I think it's just they don't just stand out right. to me. Yeah. Um, little update on Rush here. It looks okay. like uh, Neil Pert has chronic tendinitis. Okay. Oh, yeah. So you were right. That that go. was one of the reasons I think they decided yeah, to stop touring. That sounds familiar. Uh, but I think he, I think they also were done. I think they were like... They've toured a, a long time. Very long time. They used to wear kimonos on stage. Oh, my God. Silky robe, silky smooth kimonos. Wait, wait. Pseudo silk kimonos. That's a Merillion song. Okay. Really glad that I ramped up for <laughs> no, that. Not. Really glad I circled back to get that out of my mouth. Um... I like Picaro. Todd Zuckerman, who uh, now drums uh, for uh, Sticks, is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who, uh, he ended up getting some legal trouble, that, but he was drumming for Journey for a while. Steve Smith, you like Steve Smith, the original of the Journey drummer? Um, not, a, not a big Journey fan. Oh, boy. Yeah. What, what about that Steve Smith sound, though? <laughs> I mean, he's a solid drummer. Great drummer. Great drummer, yeah. Uh, he's back with the band. I think you'd be, uh, you'd be lucky to see him. Okay. Uh, and then, the, But the guy that he replaced, not Todd Zuckerman. Damn it, I can't pull his name. Dean? Mark Zuckerberg? That's it, the guy that uh, started uh, <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Dean, you know what's cool? A million beats. <laughs> Dean Castronova. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I screwed up that whole reference. <laughs> uh, you didn't, didn't, they have a, didn't they have twin drummers at one point no. that uh, Zuckerberg took over for? <laughs> the the Winklevoss drummers, yes. 
I so want to be mad at that. <laughs> I so want to be mad at it, and I can't. Thank you. It was Thank a nice you. piece of business. Not bad. Because initially, I thought uh, my 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 answer was going to be no, dummy. That's thirty eight special. <laughs> Thinking that he was being legit about having two drummers, right. I thought I was. I thought I was legitimately answering him, and then my brain had to go. No, no, he's being fun. And no reason to get mad at this time. Right. Thank you. That's our friend Elliot Hopeberg. He's over there behind Mission Control. We'll go around the horn fully uh, when our, once our guest gets here, as we always do at the top of the uh, second act. Second act? Is that strong to say? Yeah. Second is all right. After the first we've, break. We've probably never referred to it as that, but yeah, no. that's what it is. We have it and we won't. No. Oh, we won't? Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> failing on that? Yeah, I'm already failing on it. Now, what did you, Matt Belknap, what did you do over the weekend? Anything of import? Uh, you know, hey, you know what? I'm going to interrupt you. Okay. I've never asked you, because, and, and this speaks to my uh, – in fact, I, I almost want to wait on this. I almost want to wait on this because our guest uh, has a chapter in her book about such a thing. Okay. Uh, but you know what? I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up now. Let's lob it out there. You never – this is what I love about you, mm-hmm. and I mean this sincerely. You never talk about your dog. You never bore the shit out of me. Well, I know you're allergic to dogs and dog stories. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you never, uh, everybody that owns a dog feels the need to tell you their dog stories yeah. constantly. And you never do that. There's no story. It's, yeah, he's, he, yeah, he exists. Right. It's I a, walk him a lot. Uh, he's, he's fun. He's great. Uh, but you never, you never, it's never, uh, yeah, Buster did this, Buster did that. Yeah, he doesn't really, he doesn't do that much. He's kind of a lazy guy. You don't like Buster, it sounds like. No, I do. I or do or like you him. love him for that reason. I do like that he's very lazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's true. It's weird like we only got him a month or two ago but it's already feels like we've had him like a long time just because he just integrated into our lives very almost seamlessly that being said who do you love more him or charlie <laughs> <laughs> tough call jimmy tough call well, i mean it's only two months in so i mean really yeah i mean you gotta he, wait and see he's but he's more because he's the new thing i obviously feel like i love him more <laughs> of course you know because it's, it's just really a, more exciting a shiny new bobble right so give him give him time maybe he'll come down in the rankings no uh, yeah i think i love my son better <laughs> no nah, you don't have to answer that because we know it's the best uh, they're very similar, and Elise and I both accidentally call them by the wrong name all the time because, like, we'll go Buster. I mean Charlie. Charlie. I mean Buster. Like, and I think it's because Charlie's still the age where he's st- he's he knows how to talk, but he's still a little guy. Yeah. And so for for most of his life up to this point. He was just a funny little thing running around the house, which is what dogs are. They're just funny little things that run around the house. Uh, but he's becoming a human being now that he talks more. But it's still in our heads that he's kind of just like a little funny little guy. Now I lost track. You talking about Buster? <laughs> talking about Charlie. Uh, Buster is not speaking? No, he does not speak. Okay, go ahead. Although, the other day when I was on the phone with you, he started barking at the mailman. Boy, oh boy, did he not stop that yapping. Was, uh, that was, that's the one thing that I will complain about with him. He doesn't, he's, he's quick to, to yap. When there's any kind of suspicious thing, which I guess is what you want in a dog. You want them to bark at any intruder or potential intruder. But it's annoying. So I'd I'd ask him to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I interrupted you talking about your weekend to. uh, There was no no, nothing nothing at all. The kids are taking swimming lessons. So we. we How's that going? It's going all right. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to a place in Studio City. I said, how's that going, by the way? Because I know that they didn't. uh, Oliver did not care for it. So I kind of was. Charlie did not want to do it, but once he got there, he loved it. Okay, great. Zoe knows how to swim, but it just felt like maybe she's ready to go to the next level of mm-hmm. like actually being high dive. <laughs> <laughs> We're taking her out of the into the heavy surf. <laughs> see Smart. if she can, you know, swim with the dolphins. 
yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah, they're they're both enjoying it. Um, that's more just a safety thing, you know. Like you don't want them to be right around swimming pools if they don't know what they're doing. Uh, but that literally was the most uh, activity. Zoe went to a sleepover, so she mm-hmm. was out of the house for a while. And mm-hmm. very mellow, very low key weekend, which is the I way see. I like it. Mellow and low key. Mm-hmm. That's the Matt Bell in that boy. I know you did a big show what on did Saturday I do? night. Oh yeah, that I'm interested to hear how it was it at went. the Shrine Auditorium. Five thousand seats. Yeah, five thousand people in that room. That's wow. a that's a that's a big venue. That's a lot of people. They used to do the Oscars there. That is, and as I spoke about with Adam Ray, friend of the show, Adam Ray, yeah. uh, who was also on the bill, uh, I liked the Oscars when they were uh, not as uh, glossy as they are now, when they were kind of at this old-timey theater, and you yeah. know, you, you kind of get the sense of old Hollywood from it, yeah. and um, uh, it's, it's got a nice vibe, mm-hmm. the Shrine, which I loved. I took the train. Oh, cool. uh, the shrine is literally a three minute uh, walk from the stop from Grand. Yeah. So I walked four minutes from my house to the train and three minutes from not from Grand from uh, Jefferson and USC stop oh. on Expo. Oh, what? Love it. Huh. Love it. Wait, I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, which is where the Oscars were also. Yeah. After I, I think I, after so the wait, shrine. where's the shrine? It's on Jefferson, I think. Yeah, you just like, said that's it. called Jefferson and Flower, maybe. Oh, OK, so like South Central. It's right, right. It's on. It's basically on USC campus. Right. It's yeah, right yeah. on the. Uh, okay. I've never been there. Never been there. Uh, that's not South Central. South Central. Well, they used to call it that. They don't. That they did away with that name. South Central isn't that more? That's no, more south. U- USC is South Central. That's the heart of it. I thought it was uh, south of the uh, train, but uh, they just call that South LA now because uh, South Central got a, a bad rap in the nineties. <laughs> people didn't. The, people didn't want to like be selling real estate in a place that was associated with the, the L.A. riots. I guess. It. Uh, I will tell you this about that area. You know, it, you know it's. it's I, I've never been out, out of the train in that area mm-hmm. uh, at night. I mean, it's it's basically a college town, and I've done gigs yeah, on yeah. college campuses and right. stuff. So you're walking around. It's. it's you get. They're children. Yeah. So I, I was talking to Danielle. Like, I love these guys that are 50-year-old comics. They're like, yeah, I got to get college gigs. Mm-hmm. Who not the fuck do you have to talk to them about? Right. They are literally 30 years younger than you. Now, we have some younger fans. Right. But they're sprinkled in amongst, right. let's call it 30 to 50 right. or even higher. Yeah, I think we probably appeal to the people our age because we talk about stuff that we grew up with. Yes, which really every 50-year-old should be doing. Yeah. Uh, so if a 50-year-old's going to college campuses and killing, that comic must suck. <laughs> I'll say it. Or they're a, a super, like, just a Peter Pan. They just it could be a Peter Pan. You know who else could be a Peter Pan? Peter Pan? Brad Gage. Oh, well, definitely. Doesn't he have a Peter Pan quality I'd like quality to see him, to him up on a high wire. <laughs> right? I'd like to see Sandy Duncan that thing up on a the tress. That's not a word. It's a tress. Truss. Truss. Thank you. Yeah. Tress is uh, she's a voice actress. She's very good. Yeah. Tress, Tress McNeil. Yeah, I know her. <laughs> I know all of her work. She does the uh, little kids, uh, mostly little kids and animals. <laughs> Probably. Uh, she does uh, Daisy Duck on uh, Mickey Mouse. Is that, is that, that's a real name? Yeah. Tress. Holy shit. I was, I was yes anding your bit. No, no. Tress McNeil is a, a famous voice. She does, she did a lot of, she does a lot of voices on the Simpsons. So hang on. Yeah. When I said little kids and animals, yeah, I, you, you I, weren't kidding. That's literally, <laughs> I mean, she does a lot of like, she does like Skinner's mom on the Simpsons. And I don't know if you know that voice no. at all. It's an old lady, cranky old lady voice. Um, she thinks like, she does teacher maybe also Miss crab apple you know i don't want no miss crab oh, apple was uh wait, Marsha right, right that was marsha wallace and she passed away right yeah well so if she's still did they now when she passed away did they uh, kill the character off as well i think so i don't watch the show Out anymore but in the in the past like when when phil hartman passed away they retired his characters and and explained i think they, they gave some explanation like they went back and 
like just in passing said like oh yeah uh lionel hutz you know died in a crane accident or something oh. or whatever i don't i don't remember what they how they explained it but they usually because that's happened a few times that show's been on 29 years so it's, <laughs> it's just, been on a it's long time it's crazy and i've seen a total of one half episode that's what i've seen it's not my cup of tea it is not my cup of tea do you, do you, do you not like animation at all? I, 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 Elliot, I don't know. what I was talking to Ralph Garman about this uh, backstage at the Shrine Auditorium. He's part of the Kevin and Bean radio crew, and he's also got a very popular podcast with mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. A uh, very funny man. Uh, I, I, I think it's as lame as this. I don't like that they're yellow. Oh. <laughs> and it makes me, I know they're not, like. You must have hated the Lego movie. <laughs> I did. <laughs> I did hate the Lego movie. That's a, I know you said that for humor, but I did. I did yeah. not like it. I didn't like it. I, I probably told you this because you were with me. I tried to watch the, the Lego movie on an airplane when we were going somewhere for a show, and uh, I, I couldn't get through it. But then I watched it again with, with Zoe and Charlie, and I actually liked it. So yeah. give it another chance. No, can't. Don't like it. It's not bad. I like the Batman one. Yeah, the Batman one's amazing. Ah, no, I just don't like it. I think maybe I liked it more because I liked the Batman one so much that I was like a little more forgiving. Uh-huh. And then I got to the Batman part of the Lego movie because he's in that too. Yes, he is. That made it a little easier to swallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, he's just trying, he's throwing the batterings at the button. They're, they're, yeah. They're break into a thing and he's like, shh, shh, shh. and then he <laughs> hits it on the 18th time and he's like, nailed it first try. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. It's uh, funny to some people. I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, I, you know, I get. It. I guess I, I'm. I'm. I admit that there's part of me that's dumb, and that if it's not a human being talking, that I kind of lose interest because it's mm-hmm. kind of like there's. I'm not invested because I know the Lego isn't real. Right. Well, I, I, going back to The Simpsons, I'm. I'm not sure what I would have thought about them if I was 30 when it started, or you were 20 maybe when it started. No, oh, you were no. 25, 26. No, you said 29, right? How long? Well, it now? started in 90, 89, 90. So I was so. 24, 23, 24. Yeah, I'm not sure at that age. I think I was were. in the wheelhouse. I think you were. You technically were. My friends, I'm the only one. Okay. Everybody else thought it was genius and yeah, they love yeah. it. Yeah. It just wasn't well, my it bag. Is. <laughs> they think that I, it is. Listen, and as I've said over and over, if somebody quotes it, yeah. I think it's hysterical. Like if if you I watch it, I don't. They should have done what I always wish Live they action. Had done. No, they should have made it, made a, they should have adapted it into a radio program. So because so much of the humor of it is just the writing is just dialogue. And so like, there's a lot of visual stuff too, obviously, but I think it would work as an audio sitcom. And then you would have loved that because then it's just the writing and it's just funny. I don't disagree with that. So go back in time. Yeah, listen to thirty years worth. Of, <laughs> and just uh, record those podcasts. onto an audio cassette yeah. from your home. And well, I can tell phone. you why I could do that. My son watched I don't know twelve over the weekend. Oh, really? He is. That's why I came up with the Ralph Garman. He's uh, become obsessed with the Simpsons. Oh, cool. Obsessed with them. Is he what? Is he watching them just no, scattershot I'm or? I don't. You don't know. I run from the house. <laughs> really? I run from the house. Oh my god! Can't have that on. I would. I would like to recommend like two episodes that I think might turn you around on it. I listen. I'm 29. I don't need to. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, but just so you could share it with your your son for a, a minute. I, I got enough to share with him. I got enough. I don't need to share the Simpsons. Let him have. I, that. I'm just curious. It would be interesting to me. It's for selfish reasons. I, I would be interested to know if a, a guy who just is adamantly opposed to the whole show. I'm not opposed. It just isn't, or just doesn't like it. But I would. I'm, I don't dislike I'm it. Curious if you would enjoy these two episodes. I'm sure I would. I'll, yes. Just let me say the names of the episodes. Go on. Uh, my two favorite episodes, uh, Lisa the Vegetarian. Pass. Saw it. Horrible. Go on. <laughs> and Bart sells his soul. No, horrible. Those two episodes are amazingly great and uh, so funny. So much funny. In there. Right, make a note of those in the Brad Gage, if you would, there in the... Uh, 
the sh- I, what? I've got a different idea. Why don't you um, adjust the color on your TV <laughs> <laughs> so that everybody's the color that you want their skin to be? How about you adjust where you put the accent on TV? <laughs> How about that? Since we're all making adjustments here yeah, today. Hayseed. Let's TV? do that. Hey, TV. Speaking of hayseeds, TV. are you listening to uh, S-Town? Uh, I my listening. I finished it. You finished it? I, right, wow. Shut your mouth. I know. I don't want to say. I, I'm not going to say anything. But I'm four and one half hour into it. Four hour episodes and one half hour into it. Here's what happened to me. I started listening to it last week when it came out. And I was two in, and I was telling Elise how great it was. She somehow listened to all seven episodes in like two or three days. Right. And so then she was ahead of me, and I was like, I I can't be in the house with someone who knows. Like, I want to talk about it so much, but I can't talk about it with someone who knows what. She knows more than you. Right. So I was like, I just was going crazy. So I just had to find little. Like, I was staying up late over the weekend. That's what I did over the weekend. I was like trying to stay up late to finish that show. And I did, and it's amazing. I texted with uh, Bean yesterday because Bean and I talked about it backstage. Is yeah. that our guest, do you think? I don't know. I don't think so because it would have uh, – no, it's not. I was, uh, he had asked me if I was watching it, and uh, we were talking about how, how like they do it right. So you're like, watching it, and I only listen. No, I'm watching it. Oh, my God. I have, I have Oliver draw it out and animate it for me. <laughs> with yellow characters. No, not yellow. The, what, okay. You tried to make one character yellow, and I said, uh, knock it off. You know, I don't believe that. Right. Uh, but yeah, that they do it right. It's uh, amazing, and it's better than cereal. I'm enjoying it more than it that. is better than. I, I like the guy. It, it, well, it's I the think host. It's, it's definitely Zach Galifianakis' greatest work. I mean, this guy. What you don't like that joke? I don't get it. You don't think John B sounds exactly like Zach? Oh, John B. Yeah, I, I I meant I like the host. Oh, oh, oh. Not that I dislike John B. John B's great. No, I mean he's like that's the thing. That's what's great about it. It's just fun to listen to him talk. They're all great. Yeah. That's the. They all have something like. I'm as far as, and I don't want to give anything away, but uh, they're, they're talking to somebody's grandmother. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they interview a lot of town folk. Yes. That, that's not giving away anything. That's total spoiler. The guy is uh, <laughs> the guy's a journalist investigating something. Right, and he's talking to people. And so when he's talking to the grandmother, uh, even she's got wonderful things to say. Yeah. Like, they all have a way. But I will say this. I find this fascinating. In traveling this great country of ours, doing standing-up comedy, and I've worked not a lot in the South, but I've come close to it. Mm-hmm. I've worked, you know, Kentucky, which some consider the South, or Tennessee. But I haven't gone deep in the South. Right. But it is fascinating, no matter where you go, that every hillbilly uses the phrase right quick. Like, how, how did that come to be? Like, even hillbillies in Wisconsin, where Brad Gage is from, you go come to Oshkosh, like, yeah, we'll get something for you right quick. Like, how did that come know. up in their yeah. head? Like, why is that okay? Right. Yet it's okay. Mm-hmm. They also say buddy a lot. Hey, buddy. I'll tell you what, buddy. Yeah. A lot of different, a lot of different people, like. People from even, I think, different backgrounds on that show say buddy in a way that yeah. I, I find is... They also say N. Yeah, they're, they're not shy about it. Nope. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. Listen to it. It's really, really good. Are you Brad Gage? Are you listening to uh, S-Town? Uh, no, I'm Let's not. Let's get you in on that. Yeah. Then jump in. All right. Look at Brad Gage. Even when saying, yeah, shine, sparks mm-hmm. the room up. Right? Right off the page. You don't see the words. You see the <laughs> character taking shape. That's right. He knows how to do it. Bradley Gage. Brad, are you a Simpsons fan? Uh, yeah. I mean, I grew up with it. Yeah. And yeah, pretty important show to mm-hmm. me, for sure. I haven't seen it probably in a few years, but I did go to a table read last year, and that was incredible. Oh, cool. Yeah. Really, truly incredible to watch those people live. Also, remember that I saw Dan Castellanata do a one-man show <laughs> that was the worst experience of my lifetime, and I hold that against The Simpsons. That's not fair. <laughs> I feel like there's a there's a Harry Shearer thing happening in your brain about The Simpsons as well. Also saw Harry Shearer do a one-man show <laughs> yeah. before The Simpsons, and you know what? You might not be wrong about that. That might be what it he's comes like, down he's to. He's like a third of the voices or something, isn't he? Did you watch The Tracy Ullman Show? 
Now, this is our guest. All right. Now, listen, this is our guest. Now, Brad, what you do is you walk out, you introduce yourself. I'm Mr. Pardo's assistant today. Uh, the usual intern is not here. I'm Brad Gage filling in. <laughs> Doesn't need to know that. Uh, come on in. Now, he, Jimmy will probably yell at you upon arrival. There's a seat off to the side of the, uh, of the door. Please sit there. Uh, Jimmy may talk to you at some point, but uh, they're still finishing up the first part. Copy that. Go get her. Copy that. He's in show business. Boom. Yeah. Knows What's your 20, happen. Brad? <laughs> Go, Brad. Yes. <laughs> uh, I saw Harry Shearer do a show at the George's in Chicago, and it was atrocious. Yeah, I think I, I think you're it. not wrong. I think I have a lot of did, d- just, it's just so, deep psychological. Yeah, yeah. Well, what, so what did did you watch Tracy Ullman? Did you ever watch that show? Yeah, yeah. So like, I was a kid when that was on, and I I liked it okay, but uh, I don't know that it was good. I don't think it was good. Those are your words. I, I had a great time talking with Bean about S Town, which we loved. <laughs> Tracy Almond show didn't come up. You're saying positive. <laughs> like and like the other thing is the, the Simpsons shorts on the Tracy Almond show were um, like even cruder than the, what the show ended up being, which was very crude at first also. And then it eventually got a little less crude, but hey, don't have a car, man. <laughs> but like, it was so unique. I think that's the one thing at the time. Some people probably saw that and was like, this is garbage. This shouldn't even be on television. It's so crazy looking and so bad. And then other people would look at it and go, this is so interesting and different than what I'm used to seeing on TV. That's like it sort of made you interested. Like for me, I think I was like, oh, wow, this is not the Flintstones. Like, look at this. This is feels hand drawn, feels handmade. Yeah, come on in. What happened to come in? Hello, Annabelle. Come on in. Sit there comfortably. Sit Hello. there comfortably. Brad, did you explain to her that she may get yelled at about arrival to sit quietly? You didn't say the yell that part. That's all part of it. That's the only, the only important it's thing. It's really the only important thing so that the person doesn't think it's weird when they walk in and I start yelling. <laughs> Brad, you <laughs> literally have you. one effing job to do. I told her everything else. But the important part is about the yelling. So maybe don't clutter up your message to the intern with all this nonsense that doesn't matter. Well, you, know, you saw how he rattled, you got rattled with the door? Well, I did throw what's your 20 Yeah, you he, fucked it he up. He didn't know what that was That's going on. That's on you. Well, I wanted to see if he knew the lingo. He didn't know the lingo. He's not a trucker. He's a, a guy that works in show business. Does that trucker. mean what's behind you? What's your 20 is like, uh, is like on, on a where, set, right? Annabelle, where, so. where are you? Where are you? On, yeah, where are you on the set? No, what's your 20 means? Handle. It's your handle, not your... Oh, it's, oh, okay. I've had what? it wrong then. No, no. What your, what's your 20 is not handle. What's your 20 is location? Are you sure? Oh, I'm 100% sure. I feel pretty good. I had a CB that. radio growing up. Take it away from her. I want to Google that. All right. So check. Brad, Brad Gage, up. Google uh, 1020. Alexa... What is your what is um, we're not high? Wait, we're not is, high it, tech here. is the full thing ten twenty? I tried Alexa recently and she didn't answer any of my questions. So did you kick her to the curb? N- well, she wasn't my Alexa. Uh. If she was my Alexa, I would have kicked her to the fucking curb. <laughs> right, right. In the face. I didn't own her. What were you? What kind of things were you asking? <laughs> well, I got an invitation in my email for something called Resist Dance, a hip hop. <laughs> Uh, party to, right to stop trump stop there was to stop trump and mm-hmm. i thought is too soon and alexa did not have an answer too I soon to what to, to dance trump away to, to resist dance do you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm serious i'm a liberal yeah. i can't make fun of this dance elect resist dance no but apparently alexa has no opinion on the resistance i wonder if she even got the joke honestly i don't think <laughs> i don't think alexa gets comedy I know Alexa does not get comedy. Right? Alexa, not funny. 
at all. Not, no. Probably voted for Trump. Probably didn't take your joke uh, at all because, uh, like most Trump supporters, uh, no sense of humor. She sounds like a disembodied white woman, so I would assume she voted for Trump. There we go, right? I did say most. I said most, by the way. I didn't say all Trump supporters. I said most. Sure. I don't want to get 4,000 emails. And slightly clueless, too. I'm not sure I can answer that question, is what she mostly says. Right? It's Kellyanne Conway. You have Kellyanne Conway as your Alexa. She spins uh-huh. it some way. Uh-huh. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Annabelle Gerwitz is here. We're going to bring her into the, over to the big table after the break. Uh, Brad Gage is Wait, here. Wait, is that like the like like I'm at the kids' table? Like like at holiday? Like I'm at the children's table Sure. Right That's now? all you want to take yeah. it? Sure. With, okay. With Cousin Brad. No, you're in the get-go position. They welcome you into the show. We get you loose. The get-go position? Don't question. You don't come into our dojo and question. CB? <laughs> Trucker talk to get go. I How about the on deck circle? 10 4. The circle. All right. There we go. Uh, 10 20 is location. It is. What's your location? Identify your position. All right. 10 4 means uh, okay, right? I believe so, yes. Uh-huh. Confirmation. Affirmative. No, 10 4 means uh, affirmative. I, I've heard you. Over. I think you just say over. Yeah, over, over and out over if you're shutting yeah. off. Yeah. yeah. 10-4 simply means yes. I understand the message. Affirmative. That's, that's uh, what I chose to use. <laughs> you, went, you went official. Okay. Thank you, Matt, for acknowledging my official stance Just on the like CB Just like you do chat. with every, every word you have to... 10-4, uh, 10-20, uh, 10... Is it 10-19? What's it with 10... 10-20 is your good bathroom. No, 10-20 is location. We just looked that up oh, and confirmed wait, 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 it. And, oh, 10-17? 10-100 10, 10, 100 bathroom. Yeah. Uh, now, 10-40 is I got to go do my taxes, right? 10-40 <laughs> is taxes or a, a, a terrific oil. Oh, okay. I believe 10, 30, I, I 10, believe 10 one is number one and ten two is number two. Is that really? No. Yes. Really? I refuse to accept I've heard that, that on sets a lot. I got to go ten one. Yes. Well, then they're just shortening up ten one hundred. You might be right. That's my guess on that. No, but, you're, you shoot a movie like ten one hundred. Yeah. But did anyone ever say ten two? Yeah, people say ten two. I've never heard ten two hundred because why are you announcing that? Just go to the bathroom because you're going to be gone longer. Be longer, yeah. You're going to be mind your business. What I'm doing? Still too much info. Right, you don't want to follow it into that toilet. Ten three hundred, you know they're beating off, right? Oh, is that what three hundred? That's what I do. I say I'm going to go. I'm going to go do a ten three. Ten three, and I'm in there. That's confusing though because three makes it sound like it's going to be a three way. Right, I mean, it's the opposite. Maybe it's I'm a, doing a circle term. You don't know what I'm doing <laughs> okay. in there. Maybe there's three guys in there. Yeah. Maybe we're all jerking off. Okay, it's it's general sex stuff. Wagon, that's gonna be tight. Yeah, <laughs> nice and tight. You end up fucking. That's why the circle jerk's just an excuse. Yeah. Just an excuse for three men to experiment. Okay. All right. All right. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's Annabelle Gerwish. <laughs> I like that Brad gave her the microphone and she really was done talking. She was done. Nothing I left was done that. with that. Piece. There was a period. There was literally a period at the end and you went, she probably needs to be amplified for the last half of her word. Come on, Brad. Make sure she, we're getting it all. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that is. I like the proactive. I do too. Proactive. And there was no G, by the way. We're getting it all. Get no, not getting, getting. Because you are just a nitpicker, saving time. This is the get go bothered you. Anything with the word with the G seems to be getting you rattled. I just walked in and just started just totally just just just. I'll put a period on that. (laughs) Very good. Take it away. She's obviously having some sort of a meltdown. Brad. Brad So wait, we never found out what happened to Brad's face, did we? Yeah, he's got the little uh, mole. The the mole. He went to shim. I still wanted to imagine that there was some sort of fight. I think it looks better. I think the concept of our buddy Brad being in a fight is better than him going to shim. But who would want to fight Brad? I would. Look at that smiley face prick. <laughs> I can't have that in my life. I take a swing at him. What are you so happy about, you wicked asshole? Rah. I right? just imagine imagining a guy who's drunk. 
I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I haven't gotten in a fight before, but I could see that. You know, wipe that smile off your face, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because you're always smiley in the you know the forty minutes I've known you. <laughs> Positive guy. Let me ask you a couple follow up questions. Sure. Then we, we got to take a break. Yeah. You are. Uh, where do you live now? What part of town do you live in? Hollywood. Hollywood, California. Hollywood, California. Uh huh. Yeah. Living the dream. I think so. And as we talked about when you when you stopped in the other day, uh, you've done some voiceover work that uh, may or not uh, be current. <laughs> in the Vilsi. I mean, yeah, it's semi current. Yeah, uh, done, done a little voiceover work. Uh, just did just just did a voice mm-hmm. on a show called Deep Space Sixty Nine. Okay, huh. up top. Huh. Yeah. I guess we're going to find out. No, <laughs> Annabelle has a follow-up. Is it a real show or one that plays yeah, in your bathroom? Yeah, it's a real show. What, like uh, real what show? network? Adult, it sounds like Adult it's, Swim. It's, it's, I think it, I believe it's a. Dig, it's going to be a digital crackle. Thing. I don't know if it's crackle. Not. It's, I don't think it's crackle like Supermansion was. But uh, yeah, oh, I got to. I, I got to figure out. What are you doing? Where that's going to be? Brad's talking. I know. <laughs> How are you not at, on the? Uh, hang on every word of Brad Gage. <laughs> I, honestly, I, you can have him. I know you're. You, we both have a crush. You're. You seem to be more interested. He's all yours, man. Nope. No, you don't push Brad off on me. <laughs> Bros before Brad's. <laughs> we'll be back. <laughs> wait, 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 couple things. No. Couple things I want to talk about at the risk of ruining that gorgeous. That was the perfect ending to that. Uh, I know it was opening, segment. but I wanted to talk about uh, Seattle next week. Oh yeah, uh, we have Seattle at um, Parlor Live in Belleville, Belleville, Bel- Bellevue, Bellevue. Yeah. Now that, is that Bellevue from Dubois place? Yeah, they started. Did I get that, any of those names they right? They incorporated that entire town. Yeah. Wow, good for those guys. Yeah, I know they had a lot of success in the late eighties. Well, you know they they're poison. <laughs> Very <laughs> good. Make is that them? Is that? Yeah, poison. Yeah. Poison. Uh, poison. 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 I, I just came out of icing you. To, <laughs> I'm just trying to make it work. Don't make me ice again. We got to get this information out. All right. Anyway, come out to Seattle yes. uh, next Thursday, uh, look the thirteenth. The thirteenth. Come on out. I look forward to seeing you guys. Uh, Matt and I will. Uh, people are asking if we're going to have a meet and greet afterwards. Uh, of course, the, the show is just an excuse to meet the people afterwards. So come on out. And God, your microphone needs oil. Yeah, needs a uh, needs some WD. Did we buy some WD forty? Uh, we. Ha- I think we have some. We need to get it in there. Yeah, let's get it in there. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, if you are local, uh, uh, come out to uh, Flappers in uh, Burbank uh, next to a f- uh, fr- uh, Monday. Monday. Hey. Wow, I literally just... Sunday, Friday, 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 Friday. I couldn't remember which day it was on. but Monday the 10th. Monday the 10th. And I think you announced last week that our guest is going to be Quinn Cummings. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, hot on the heels of us spending 30 minutes <laughs> Googling wagering and, and yeah. wagering, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I reach out to Quinn Cummings and say, Quinn, will you be on our show? And her response is, I think you're fabulous. Fabulous. Yes. And I... Uh, because on your recommendation, I've been following her, and she's very funny on it's Twitter. Fun. I do enjoy her. I do yeah. enjoy her working on Twitter. I think it's terrific. Yeah. Uh, it cuts to the bone about what's happening in our world today. Cuts like a knife. Yeah. It feels so right. <laughs> uh, so come out to Flappers uh, next uh, Monday, uh, mm-hmm. 8 p.m. show. Quinn Cummings will be our special guest. And then come out to uh, Seattle. Uh, on that Thursday. Oh, and while we're remembering to say things that we meant to say, but um, the if you didn't watch the or if you're not in the Players Club, you might not have heard. Uh, we got the hats. Actually, do we have any in here? Do, Ellie, do you have your hat over I there? I don't. Mine's at oh, home. Oh, shoot. Anyway. Mine's at home, too. That was stupid. Um, well, go, go grab one from <laughs> the other talk. room. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Players Club VIPs, we got the hats. We're going to start shipping them this week. Um, and there is an opportunity if you are a Players Club member, you can still get this hat. Hold on. If we bring it over here. I'll just do like this. Okay. Um, 
This beautiful hat. Two-tone hat. Is it too late to get one of those? No, it's not too late. You can still sign up for the Players Club and choose the VIP option to get one of these hats. Or if you're already in the Players Club and you didn't order, didn't if you didn't go VIP, you can upgrade to the VIP. Can I upgrade if I'm just a regular Players Club member? Can I upgrade and get that hat? Yes, you can upgrade uh, right on the the Players Club page. It is a great hat. The, I'm not just saying it because it's our show. It's a nice hat. So all you do is you log into our website. If you don't have an account, create one. If you have an account, log in. Go to the premium page and you'll see. Brad, the- you would love this hat. <laughs> Brad Gage would love this hat. We should give him a hat. You know what? We should give Brad. Brad will give, Brad will give you a hat. Um, don't put the camera on here. <laughs> <laughs> and but the other thing is the if you ordered if you chose the flash drive because we got these little uh, like silver wallet sized uh, flash drives. Uh, there was a problem in production and so those will not be coming in for another week and a half so we'll start shipping those probably the 15th or something okay like that. tax day uh i gotta i gotta march that day i can't come in and uh, ship things out that's a saturday so here's a question which we could talk about on air might as well just be transparent about it for the people who got both they spent the most money seems like they shouldn't be the last to get the hats no i think you gotta so you gotta send the hats and then send them you gotta do a double dip yeah yeah double ship fuck those flash drive guys they screwed us on this one but you know what? You'll get your hats. It'll be great. Enjoy them. This should also be for off the air. Can we talk to them about, hey, you screwed us over. Uh, you got to give us a, a break on that price. That's a good call. Or, or are we past that? Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I already communicated with them because they were saying, do you want to cancel the order or just accept that it's going to be a week and a half, two weeks late? What you say? I said, thanks for telling me. And yeah, we need those. Follow through because yeah. people are expecting these. But yeah, I should have probably waited and then said, hey, you motherfuckers owe us. Yeah. Might be too late to do that. Yeah. Damn I think we showed our hand. Yeah. Yeah, we need them. But not. Wait a minute. Hey, hold on. Give us a discount. Yeah. Because you've got. All right. Hat. What are those Flash things called? Drive. Flash drive. Uh, sign up. Great. Come out and see us live. That's the important thing. This is important, too. Yeah. We'll be back right after this. That's a usually. You usually you would say that. Okay. Well, you said it. So I don't think I need to say it. I guess we're going to break. Fine. We'll be back. Matt Bell, I'm going to tell you a story. I'm here to listen. I'm going to tell you a story about two friends of mine named Jeff and Andy. Oh, I know these guys. These are two simple, ordinary guys, sure. Matt. They were fed up. I know. They're just seething with resentment if you, anger. You spent some time with them as well as I did. You spent a second with these guys. They were fed up with getting ripped off. That's all they would talk about. Oh, razors. Yeah, razors. Non-stop. It was nothing but razors. Look at the prices. Outrageous! Uh, these are examples of what these guys would say, both uh, Jeff more than Andy, truth be told. Andy was also angry, but Jeff was really the mouthpiece. Yeah, I think, I think honestly, Jeff's anger infected Andy a little bit. That's how it went. It's going to bleed in whenever you're a, uh, just like you and I have been partners now for uh, 11 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're finished, we finish each other's sandwiches. That's right. And we also uh, will uh, talk over each other when All the time. Be. Okay. <laughs> now... We're talking, of course, about our friends over there at Harry's. Harrisby, uh, Harry Harrisby's <laughs> is not a company name. Harry's is. Uh, what, what would Harrisby's be selling? Probably uh, crunchies. What are those called? Scrunchies? Scrunch- yeah, that's a scrunchy company. Yeah, Harrisby's? There's, there's crunchies made of real uh, rabbit fur. Ugh. Who that's wants that? Harrisby's. <laughs> I don't like that. You want it, you want you want rabbit up in your. No hair? one wants it. It's a failing business. <laughs> you know who wouldn't go into business doing that? Jeff and Andy. They would have no part of Harris. They've got laser focus on this razor problem. They know how to do it. These are these fellows know uh, how to lower that price, and that's by they sell direct to you. None of that middleman over there at the uh, at no. retail. We don't want that guy involved. All right, taking less profit and selling directly to you over the internet. Harry's offers the blades at half the price. These guys are all about razor blades. They bought the. Jesus Christ, I didn't know this. They bought the factory? Hold on, what? These guys bought 
a factory. These guys say there's only one way to ensure quality. And then Jeff turned to Andy and said, you think what I'm thinking? And Andy said, I'm thinking about buying this factory. And Jeff said, you're damn right. That's what I'm thinking. They opened their wallets and they bought the factory that day. Jesus Christ. Jeff and Andy. I mean, guys, if that doesn't tell you how serious they are, I don't know what does. They, and somebody, I know that a lot of people out there that listen go, well, this is part of that Hollywood elite. These guys are, are billionaires. Uh, I'm going to say it again. These are two ordinary guys. Salt of the earth. You like to shave? I love it. I did not shave today. My face shows it with the, with the growth. I will shave tomorrow using my Harry's blade, using my Harry's aftershave, using my Harry's gel. Your gel? I thought you went uh, foam. Yeah, no, 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 it's not even foam now. What is it? It's the, uh, the cream. Well, I use the foaming gel. Yeah, I like that. I'm using the cream at the moment. Okay, enjoy. Uh, well, that's, Look, they have every, something for everybody. That's right. That's what's so great about uh, yeah. Harry's. For people who like the foaming gel, they have that. For people who are wrong and use the other thing, they have oh, Okay, here we go. Harry's is so confident you're going to love their blades. They're giving you their trial set for free. All you got to do is cover the three-buck shipping. Here's what your free here's what your free trial includes, Matt. All right. A weighted aerogon- aerogonomic. Nope. <laughs> ergonomic. <laughs> it's also aerodynamic, so it's aerogonomic. That's what I wanted to say. That's why. Uh, well, if you throw it through the air, you'll find out. It's very. Oh, very I'm going to throw it through, and hopefully it catches right in your face, <laughs> and then you could just uh, it sticks there. It cuts, and then, then you pull it shaving. down and you shave. <laughs> yeah, it's like a cartoon. So you get a weighted aerogonomic. Ergonomic. Ergonomic. <laughs> you said aerogonomic. No, I did not. Did I? Kind of sounded like. Oh, shut up, Elliot. <laughs> Get it. <laughs> Get a razor handle that I understand is weighted. Uh, five precision engineer blades with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade. Yeah, I do like that trimmer blade. Get up in that strill. Yeah. Rich lathering shave gel, which I know you love. Love it. And a travel blade cover, which I'm not gonna lie to you, is worth the three dollars shipping alone. Yeah, it's pretty great. It I love take up it. Any room, it just doesn't bulk up your uh, dap kit or whatever you want to call it. I call it a dap kit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, your Dap Kings. It doesn't doesn't, uh, it doesn't doesn't overburden that. Doesn't ruin that the concert. <laughs> nope. Uh, I, and I'm not joking. If they sold that little razor thing, that cover for three bucks, mm-hmm. I would buy it. So if you got three dollars and you're going, hey, Pardo, we'll shut up about this razor blade cover. Look what else you get. You get an ergonomic handle. Nope. What do you get? An ergonomic Mark Hamill. <laughs> you get five precision engineer blades with lubricating strip trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel. And that cover, all for $3. That's a $13 value just for you to try that out. These are two ordinary guys giving you a nice deal. Now, stop messing around. Start shaving with Harry's today by claiming your free trial offer. 13 buck value for free. Just cover that 3 bucks of shipping to get your free trial set, including that razor handle, five-blade cartridge, shave gel. Go to harrys.com slash pardo. harrys.com slash pardo right now. That is harrys.com slash pardo. Harry's. A better way to shave. Hey, everybody, welcome back into the program, episode 2009. Uh, let's go around the horn and say hello to everybody. Uh, uh, we, we've talked a lot already to Brad Gage. Brad, anything of import happened over the weekend that we should know about other than uh, this mold getting removed? Uh, I, for the first time in my life, I lived here seven years, mm-hmm. I drank at the bars on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh-oh. Real okay. smelly. Real smelly What bars. does that mean by smelly? Urine? I, Maybe. And then ten one sounds like ten one. Was a ten one maybe going uh-huh. the, the flop sweat trees. of broken dreams. <laughs> yes. That's right. The flops of right. the stools are full of them. Yeah, that was the original title to the Green Day song. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Brad Gage bringing comedy Damn. to the mix. 
We don't expect that from that position. <laughs> Annabelle, does he look like a, a, any tennis player to you? Is, do, you know, do you know anything about tennis? I play tennis, but oh, okay. I don't watch tennis. So you don't know any famous tennis players? No, from I like don't. From like the 80s or 90s? No, Nadal, okay. the mm. guy with the did name you, with the F. Did you look up Jim Courier? Jim Courier? I looked up no, Boris Becker. Know. Okay. And Jimmy yeah, Connor. I see. Let me, let me, that's really old. Let me see oh, yeah. Boris Becker as Annabelle just starts rattling Oh, Boris Becker. No, no, no. I do know Boris. Sure. Yeah. Blonde. He's blonde. You think this guy looks like this guy? Okay, that picture, yes. I can see that. Yeah. Looks a little like our friend Anthony Rapp as well. A little bit, yeah. He's got that same red yeah. blonde. Uh, okay, I'll go for that. Anthony little... Rapp, sure. Doesn't Brad look a little like Anthony Rapp? Yes, a little bit. A little bit. No, Brad, you look like you. I'm See, I'm a mother, and so <laughs> I feel very maternal, and then I have to say to you, because you look like someone who's not that much older than my son, no, honey, you just keep being you. How old's it's your all going to work. He's 19. <laughs> Your kid is 19? No, wow. It's true. Yeah. And you just have the one. Just the one. The, but mm-hmm. that was born during dinner and a movie time. Born dur- I, I during... I've child. D- yes. Born during, not during an episode, but during the t- that time. I was preggers in the show, and yeah. Uh-huh. I remember meeting that child in a dressing room when yes. I stopped by over there. We'll talk to Annabelle about it the, much later. But Brad, know this. Annabelle's uh, comments aside, you look like other people. You're not your own person. <laughs> you are, you're lucky to... Uh, but the, everybody we've named is very handsome. Did yeah. you look up Jim Courier as well? I just did, yeah, yeah. Do we see. agree on that? I You don't like see, that one? Uh, not as, yeah. Let me see his face. Maybe. I just don't I just don't think quite. Oh, no, he doesn't look like him in there. No. That's He's a, a little more beefy. Yeah, 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 that's not a good this, picture of him. Okay. He's got a lot of chinage. That's not even a chin, he it's does chinage. Have a big, yeah. Have a, yeah, that's a, that's a weird... Uh, I think you're more... I think you're more... Uh, I think Boris Becker, Becker was right on the money. Yeah, yeah, more, nobody yeah, wants to hear that, Jimmy. He nobody, does. I'm okay with it. He's fine with it, Annabelle. Well, what's wrong with you, Brad? Oh, he's fucked up. He's, <laughs> Every, he's getting drunk on Hollywood Boulevard. All right. He's drowning his dreams. This guy's got nothing going on. Have you walked there from your place? I did. I walked. I did crawl oh yeah no it was no i like how gross it was i like i I like that you know that feeling (laughs) that's what i was looking for all right and i got it now brad gage i have to ask you this and i know that you may or may not want to talk about this so annabelle don't have a lot of follow-ups on this because when you hear the question and you hear the answer you're gonna i'm I'm not kidding you will have eight thousand follow-ups but brad doesn't want to talk about this at length okay brad just to confirm so when you came into the, uh, the when you you were doing an error the other day and you came in here and we said that's Brad Gage we received some uh, emails and some tweets saying that that I think that's the Brad Gage that was on the flight with Carrie Fisher when she died can you confirm or deny that I can confirm you were yeah. the Brad the person that was in articles about how you watched Carrie Fisher die unfortunately yeah that was uh, that was something I was experiencing yeah. It was uh, follow up. Well, it just it, it was it. I've never I've never uh, been around that before. Someone in that kind of situation. Did you know it was Carrie Fisher when I got on the plane? So what happened was no, I didn't know Carrie Fisher was. Uh, my girlfriend at the time was like, uh, "Is that Carrie Fisher's dog?" Wait, what? <laughs> oh, her dog is her famous. dog. That's right, her dog's famous. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then I turned dog, around yeah. and I said, "Yeah, that's no, that's Carrie Fisher." Um, Wait, you turned around. So she's back in coach? No, no, she we're we're both in first class. You're flying the plane? <laughs> Why are you and your girlfriend in first class? Uh, it was a very it was a very celebratory trip okay. to to London. You um, you and your uh, your now ex-girlfriend were yes. celebrating the pending breakup? <laughs> <laughs> just no, celebrating the year. You know, just having some time. We we have a little bit of time at the end of the year when it's less busy. Okay. Going on a little trip. But um go back to see the motherland. Yeah. For me. Can, yeah. can I ask just one question? I, uh, one question. That's on Brad. Brad, are you comfortable with the follow-up? Sure, yeah, yeah. 
I'm assuming that witnessing the death of Carrie Fisher was not related to the drunken bar crawl. <laughs> oh, that is a good question. In Hollywood? No. Okay. That would be a lot of repressed memory if it it took this long for him to go, I got to get drunk. I saw Leia die. I just wrote a book about my childhood. That's a long time ago. Well, that's because you finally got around to it. You had to write your other books. (laughs) I guess. Right? Yeah. I just want to say, okay, I'm not going to ask follow-ups, but just, you know, wow, that is my worst nightmare well, not really. I've got much worse. I've got a slew of them. But you don't think Top is they, watching a celebrity die on a plane? No. It would be bizarre if it was. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's big because, you know, you don't want to die. You don't want to. You have to be careful. You don't want to get on a plane with famous people because if you die, no one will ever remember. Oh, we, we have that so conversation because we travel for this show. And every right. time we're like. You fly separately, don't you? <laughs> oh, certainly. The show must go on. <laughs> to protect the show. Yes. For the well, sanctity of it. Yeah. Yes. We're the uh, vice president and president of this company. And you must be very me. careful. <laughs> Thank you for your concern. Yes. <laughs> and by separately, we uh, one of us is in first class and the other one back in steroids. separate as possible. That part's yeah. true. So one of us will survive, assuming it's a lost situation where half the plane okay. gets wrecked and the yeah. other half. What you, so what, what half do you think makes it? Probably first class. I, I, I don't know. I feel like the back of the plane is more likely to survive. Isn't that statistically I think true? Statistically, yeah. which is just fucked up, you know. It makes me feel better though when I'm like, "Hey, you people, getting yeah. those cozy blankets and the better seats. You're gonna die first. You know what? If I you're gonna die, you're pleasure. gonna die. That's I've always thought of that way. When people are afraid to fly, if it's if it's time, it's time, baby. I know. I have no, I have no fear of flying. In <laughs> Let's fact, check I, in on that when yeah. you're going down, though. Like, and you're if you're in a plane that's going down, you're not gonna be that cool about it. Well, I'm sure who would be. Nobody's going to be cool as I. Hey, it's my time. This hey, is my time. Is good. I'll be like, oh shit, this sucks. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not going to stay away from flying. That's uh, a very healthy attitude. You know, I, that's what I want. I'm not going to skydive. Right. There was a but, guy who just got his stuff tangled up. I saw that story. Oh, you mean his stuff got tangled up, and he was like, oh, backup shoot, and then the backup got tangled up. Oh, mm. shit. But then he, like, somehow managed to un- untangle it. Whereas you and I couldn't do that. I don't know. What do you I say? can't even, I'm like, not good at knots. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I got a necklace that I've been trying to work on for a couple of years, and I really enjoy that kind of thing, but you don't have that kind of time. Yeah, you're coming to your, your no, full. I, no, I'm not. I actually, at one point, I was like, I'm going to skydive, like, for my something birthday that passed by, and that didn't. You never did just, it. No, and now it's um, it's too late. No, yeah. it's not. I I feel it's too late. I don't think it is. Didn't didn't our president, our former president uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, yes. uh, skydive very late in life? But he jumped out of planes uh, in the army or whatever. That's true. He already had the experience yeah. before. Right. He was experienced. I went to do and it. he already did enough damage to our country <laughs> that like he doesn't have to work. <laughs> well, satisfied. I made my mark. As right. a reminder, he's better than what we have now. Now, <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, have you ever done the? Because uh, I did this for my birthday one year, oh. where you go to the indoor uh, skydiving oh, thing, the iFly, the iFly, where no. it's just a big uh, fan. But I did a Velcro wall thing once, where you like you jump and you throw yourself at the wall, and, and I broke my nose. So oh no! I sort of Jesus. feel like it was someone's birthday party. <laughs> so, but it was really fun. It was also really fun. How many times did you do it before you broke your nose? First time, but oh. um, but it was a very cool feeling as I was hey, doing that. Smash. Yeah, I, yeah. It's wow. just a little bit of it. Not a bad break. I, you know, just a little character. What, what can you yeah. do to prevent that though? Because it almost seems like that's inevitable. Gonna happen. <laughs> yeah. What kind of jerk jumps at a Velcro wall? Right face for, I mean, yeah. I'm. Didn't you're supposed to flip? But I just threw. 
What do you, you know, mean like, flip? You know, you, you, they, they, there's like someone who helps you like flip. A, oh, it's and then just you're so silly. Yeah. yeah. Oh. But no, I just threw myself at it like I've done most of life. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> just head on. Just, you know, so not, not recommended. Do you talk about the Velcro wall in the book? No, I do not. No, I do not. But it could lead to a drunken Hollywood bar crawl, I think. All right. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that's your I next book. Life there. is one big Velcro wall. Uh, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. All right. Uh-huh. Let's check back in with Brad. We'll come back around the corner. Brad, have you ever skydived? That's what we're talking about now. I have not. You would, though. I imagine that smiley face coming at you from <laughs> the plane. I guess, actually, I don't think I would, because if if I did die from that, I'd be like, man, that's dumb. It's a yeah. dumb, Wait, that's a dumb reason. You're assuming there's an afterlife, and that after you die... Right. Oh, so is yeah, there or an just afterlife, other people Brad? Would, no, is or that... other people would think, wow. so you he didn't have to do that. Even Bring after death, you're going to be caring, though? You... Is this to make know. up for the lack of follow-ups you got on the oh, Carrie Fisher story? <laughs> okay, I want to go back to that, by the way. I'm not going to leave that hanging. Yeah, no. By the way, is somebody okay. chewing? Who's chewing gum? Yeah, it's animal. Animal, give me your gum! I've broken like the the podcast cardinal rule. I don't, I'm don't. i so embarrassed. Don't be embarrassed. It's right there. There's yeah, a trash can right, right there. Oh, here we go. There's a what we call a tissue. <laughs> This has never happened. I'm terrible. You know, you're a broad, you, you, you come from television and movies, and you walk in chewing your gum like a hay person. They got rid of me. Why do you think? <laughs> it was the gum chewing. Um, all right, listen. Uh, Brad, let's get back to you. And uh, All right, so all right, so you're on the plane, and I, don't want to, I know you don't want to go into a lot of detail. Right. Give us as much as you can. You're on there because Annabelle's fascinated by this. She's fascinated. Uh, you see that it's her, but you're in front of her. Yes. You hear a commotion? I mean... You don't want to talk about this. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess I just don't... I don't want to be a part of that... Got it. Her story done. in We're that done. way. We're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. but it but was... But it's you. It's it confirmed was, it's yeah. you. And it was, and a, it's, it was a shocking experience, yes. and uh, yeah, it's too bad. All right. It is too bad, Brad. She was... At the girl. end of the day, it's too bad that we lost this, uh, uh, this actress, and you won't talk about it. <laughs> I wouldn't either. I'm with you. Good for you. Yeah. I'm proud of you for not doing it. Yeah, because some people would be doing the tour of every talk show. Uh, I was the guy. Yeah, I got calls. Who called you, Maury? Uh, maybe Povich, TMZ, mm-hmm. Doctor Oz, Entertainment Tonight. All did of you, them. Did you get the tricky calls where somebody says they like, they said they like, sound like they already know you? Uh, a, there was like a there, yeah, there's a fam- familiarity. Mm. Yeah, uh, but it was just yeah. No, I don't want to. I don't want to be a, a part. I don't want to be telling that. Yeah, it's it's weird. Follow up. Ten thousand dollars? No. Twenty? No. I- four bedrooms and four baths. <laughs> yes. House? Would yeah. you do that? No, I honestly would. What amount of money would it take for you to go not, on television? Not, not an amount of because of the rest of his life he's Cato Kalin. He's yeah. just the guy. I was from about that. to say, like, imagine if that you yeah. wouldn't know. Hmm, and then uh, I see Cato at celebrity golf outings. He's a hoot. People love him. You and as there, and I remind him as as he drives you know. past, making people laugh. He's done nothing but be witness to a murder. <laughs> yeah. Not Possibly even that. Did it? Oh wow, oh. that's a that's theory. a deep conspiracy. <laughs> I that think he did very... it. I told me mid swing. Whoa! He t- <laughs> I was mid swing trying to get out of a sand trap, and he goes, "By the way, I did it." <laughs> and then my ball goes off. He just wanted to beat me in the score. Uh, and he was like, "I did it," and then he was just he happened to be adding up his score. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought it was about I the did murder. It. I beat you. I misunderstood. Yeah. Uh, all right, Brad, we're thrilled that you're here. Thrilled to be here. Uh, 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 sit back and relax and strap it down. And and the notes. Doing don't, it. Don't forget the notes. All right, do the notes. All right, right. <laughs> All right, we're checking over there with Elliot Hopper. He's at Mission Control. Elliot, anything of import happen over the weekend? Uh, you excited about Brad and Gage being here? 
Well, I, I now I know what his face looks like. Oh God, if you bring that up one more time, I'm we get it. You didn't see his face. Who we cares? get it. How many times you got to fucking deliver uh, this fucking joke? That's my part of the story. I don't know what to tell you. He doesn't want to talk about that part of the story. You saw the back <laughs> of your head. All Carrie Fisher saw it. Where out was the back of his head? You and Carrie Fisher have that in common. I will say, at least she died happy being in the presence of that positive. You know that positive? <laughs> and he's in first class. You know he's comfortable. Yeah, everything's great. Everything's great. They're coming back from coming back from London. Yeah, returning from London, Return the motherland. For some, what? Well, no, I mean, it, I mean, my motherland was Russia. Oh, for some, you said. I didn't for know some. what you said. Yes. For some, for some. I thought you were for some. For some. Now we're back in the no, four hundred. Uh-huh. Talk about tennis again. Yeah, that's ten no. four hundred. No. <laughs> yeah, Garen's not here for that either. Yeah. Oh, that's a callback. Our regular intern uh, Annabelle mm-hmm. has had uh, three. He's a homosexual man who's had threesomes on the reg. <laughs> on the reg, mean like regularly. He regularly has threesomes. Uh, on the reg is not like some. Some threesome place, like oh, we were on the reg. No, it's it's a, okay, my just, short for regatta. No, he was on a no, boat. I can, no, you know, can I just say it's just funny that you bring that up. I, I this is just um, it's random, but I had a dream two nights ago that my Uber driver, who had a passenger in the front seat, which you're not supposed to do, but they were both very handsome. They did not take me to their location. Instead, they took me to a hotel and they were clear that it was like we were going to do this. The two of them are? Yeah. No, no, all of us. Wait, what? And, oh, this is a dream. This is a dream. dream. No, this is a dream. <laughs> and I just thought, oh God, I hope they give me a five-star rating because <laughs> I'm in trouble. But also, I just kind of thought like, at the moment I'm dreaming this, I'm like, I've got to get a better life that I am dreaming about having like a threesome in an Uber you said they're very handsome. But they were really handsome. Uh, so I might have like picked up on someone else's. T- I'm like, too old to be dreaming that. It was just a little weird. What? This is the second time age has come up with you. Why do you think you're too old to dream? Oh. Oh. Well, the, the 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 threesome Uber driver. I don't know. It was a little Euro trashy. That's yeah. all I can say. It was a little in Euro real life. Trashy. It would be an it would you it would be off putting. Have you seen Dangerous. Uber drivers lately? They're not usually my experience. The I use Lyft. So. Yeah. Oh, you, did, did you delete? Were you one of the deleters? You know, it's funny. I did, but I literally had never used it because like I I've used I've only used Lyft like three times, but I never use Uber because I don't drink. I never am in a situation. Where I need someone to drive me anywhere, so I'm the other way. I'm Uber all the way. Yeah, you love Uber. I, I you know what? I, I I find their service to be for me to be better. So you've done both, and you you choose Uber. I, I do. Really? What's wrong with Lyft? I don't like that mustache coming at me. <laughs> I, don't I don't like that guy. I don't like their app. Really? The Uber app is uh, easier for me to understand. Okay. I'm also, you know, I'm, I'm also dumb. Let's uh, uh, let's always remember that's on the table. What was the thing when we went from the? Because I guess I have been an Uber when you were controlling it. Yeah. But I think about it, like you ordered it. Yeah. But um, controlling it. But yeah, it's like a remote control. But wait, what, wait, you travel in the same Uber? I don't uh, know. I know. Right, again, it was you know, she brings unsafe. up a very good point. Although. If you, if I die, yeah, you you got it. No offense to you. No, there's no you got to cancel that there's, show. There's no show after your. Yeah, this is the Jimmy. As you remind me every week, it's the Jimmy Pardo podcast. That's right. So uh, there's no point. We, I mean, you got to show up just to explain Mr. Pardo's past. Yeah, there would be one more episode, and that would be it. Yeah, right. It's, this is morbid. This whole episode has become very morbid. Oh my god, it must be me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, there's no question that it's you. <laughs> there's no doubt in our mind. It's, Brad Gage is full of energy and positive yeah. life. Uh-huh. <laughs> Came in with your extra. Uh, so is that's it too? It's a brand of gum. We yes. just we just yes. met now. Is it too yes. personal for me to ask whether that dream 
uh, came to did the dream progress into the bedroom or did the dream end before it? Well, to be, I'm going to be totally honest. The dream ended and I tried to get back to it <laughs> yeah. because I was really kind of curious as to how it was going to play out. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I was just really so like, let me get like, what's the configuration going to be? Because that is always this sort of thing that is really for me. What's fascinating is like it's sort of like the Lego parts. Like, how are we going to huh? what's <laughs> it going to be? You know, mm-hmm. yeah. and I never found out in that dream. So oh. I was a little sad about that. Have yeah. you ever found out in real life? <laughs> no, actually. And I feel a little funny about it. Sort of one of those, like, sort of the boulevard of broken dreams. That's one thing I... And I don't know. I feel like it's a little too late for that. Only oh, because... We well, no, because, like, <laughs> I just people are people to me now. There's a time, like, when you're in your 20s, maybe, when, you know, it's all just random parts. And uh, at least I lived in New York at the time. I was, that was my life. Okay. Um, but so now they did... those parts come with people it might be just a little too much coming at me at I hear you. Yeah, yeah. but in the dream it was interesting yeah there's there's a there's there are some films if you want to refer to other yes. people how they fit luckily, the pieces together. Yes, no. Luckily, you can you can, you can see these things, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and then you can never unsee them. I find there are certain <laughs> things true. you can never unsee yeah. certain things on the internet. Yeah, I mean, I I think when we all when the internet was young, and you didn't know what was going to be there, mm-hmm. you know, and you just went anywhere. I, I try to exercise a little more control now because. I just can't unsee things. And then I get down this loop and spiral, and, and then you're in prison. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Gone Boy, somewhere. You, you've that, taken a very serious turn. <laughs> you know. Wow, just delete no, that I'm account. Sorry. No, it's, just, <laughs> it's always traceable somewhere. Mm. Especially with these new rules. Oh, mm, all that wire tapping with two Ps. Yep. Yeah, it's, that's that's big stuff. Yeah, he was uh, on a, uh, another uh, rant this morning. Uh, this moron. It's, this is the thing. It's so exhausting living today. It's just so exhausting. My massage budget has had to double. <laughs> <laughs> I just I need a lot of that self care thing. It's a bad time to give up drinking. It's a bad time to give up coffee, sugar, anything. Dreams about threesomes. I mean, <laughs> what are you gonna do? It's like you wake up in the morning and then there's oh no, there was that tweet storm every day, every day, every. Day. Just exhausting. I don't disagree. I don't disagree. And as a reminder, we voted for him in this room. We, <laughs> for, we thought it'd be funny. Yeah. We thought it'd be funny. Joke's on us. The never not funny uh, powerhouse got behind him. <laughs> Turns out, big mistake. Yeah, we uh, gave him a bump. It's true. Elliot, follow up to you. Yes, sir. I'm going to say the word follow up a thousand times today. Sure, why not? Uh, any, uh, uh, now, uh, wait, I had a question for you. I forget what it was. Mm. Nah, that's it. How you doing, man? I'm all right. <laughs> I, I have a, a dog related story if you care for it. Now I'm going to tell you something. I forget he's allergic. As I mentioned uh, earlier, Annabelle has uh, written this book where it's called uh, Wherever You Go, There You Are. Uh, Stories about my family you might relate to. There they are. What did I say? Wherever You Go, There You Are is is a book by John Kabat-Zinn, sort of like this self-helpy book. Mine's the opposite. It's like a self-hurt book. (laughs) Well, I've read two chapters of it. One of them is about people that treat their dogs uh, and pets like their family members, which uh, (laughs) is insanity. Well, it was, you know, I, I was actually writing about that 
that because of that rainbow bridge. I just got tired of the rainbow bridge. That's the place that, you know, when pets die on your Facebook page and people are like, oh, they're at the rainbow bridge and it's supposed to be this place where pets wait for you to escort them over to heaven. And but they can't they're they're like they're all happy in heaven, but they're waiting for you, which means you better die as yeah, soon as along. your pet dies yeah. or you're leaving your pet stranded on this bridge, you know, and right. I just that that really sort of flipped me out. I was like, is that what we've come to? We we've come to the rainbow. This is this is the time we live in. And so um, yeah, that was that's one of this one of these chapters, which was I decided well something may be wrong with me if I don't think my pets <laughs> are family. So I I went out and I made like dates to meet my friends' pets to see whether I could bond with them like their children. And um, it, it and you could not because I, I, that's insanity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, I really couldn't. But I did see, I did see things that that troubled me. I mean, I spent a couple hours with uh, a couple friends who believe their dog can talk. Like they can, they, you know what I mean? They're mm-hmm. like, they're those people who say, listen, our dog saying hello. <laughs> you know? And we, and then we're, then we're these three adults sitting in a house like, and I, and I looked and I, we were from, for like minutes in the silence, we're in rapt silence, trying to hear Mr. Mooney say <laughs> hello. And I just thought, this is, this is what, this is what the world's come to. Yeah. This is all that technology, all that, you know, we've got uh, the access to, to all this knowledge and physics and things I don't understand because I'm not smart enough. I went into show business, but there are smart people <laughs> out there and we're sitting here trying to say if he's saying hello. And did he come, did Mr. Mooney come close to saying? it no <laughs> no i don't think so i mean unless you really unless you really you're you're stretching it unless you're stretching yeah no, i know you know I, I don't think so but apparently you know you can actually find thousands and thousands of this is sort of a shared hope of people all over the world i actually thought it was like i was like ah, i'm ready to say oh it's our d- dumb americans right so i looked up on the internet to see these videos where people try to get their pets to talk and i found them in every single language mm. so this is like one of those shared dreams of mm-hmm. our species well, that we, we want our dogs will, to talk i don't you don't want to know what they are saying well you know i don't know right. what my i know what my cat is saying feed me get, i don't care about you oh no my cat does not care about me what's your cat's no. name uh, Alexander Pushkin. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's why he doesn't care about me. You've named me after a pretentious Russian writer. That's the, I'm just a cat. Mm. So, but, you know, no, my cat does not. I am willing to accept that. I, my cat does not. I'm, I am. There was a New Yorker cartoon where how cats see people and they're like one big can opener. <laughs> I am lady can opener in Love my it. household. That's it. I'm willing to accept that. I give a lot of love and way too much affection to this cat and i know that you know but no, no it's not coming back towards me but <laughs> I, I i really wanted to and, and the reason why i wrote about that though was just really to, to it's just one one of the iterations of family that I, I was looking at in the book because i i was looking at the ways in which we are this species that is you know, homo sapiens need we need People who need people. I mean, so mm-hmm. uh, and so people who feel have to feel that their pets are their family. I was, um, yeah. That's yeah. what I say to all that. You Not down you. With, do you have pets? No, I'm deathly allergic. But I would have a cat if I could. I love them. I love uh-huh. them. What do you? What is it that you're allergic to? 
too. But the dander. The dander. Oh, but they have dander-free pet. I mean, that, they don't. It, 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 it's it's they, a lie. They claim they do, but I still get allergic around uh-huh. them. So does that mean that you anywhere you go? Yes. Because they're so everywhere. Yes. Okay, I was trapped in a restaurant the other day. You know, in those community table restaurants, mm-hmm. which I really actually like. Um, oh, really? But oh boy, shocking! You're the one. Yeah. Thumbs down from Elliot Hochberg, even material. I, you know, people people in in those situations will just yeah. tell you anything. Yeah. I, I was sitting uh-huh. somewhere the other night and a woman was telling she was had this piece of wood that she was rubbing and she said I just came from a woodworking class and it's in the, and I've and I've made this wood it's in the shape of a yoni which means vagina and I mean it was a whole story about the the, the wood and the yoni and power and how you have to vocalize when having sex I mean sex people tell you anything but okay can so, I say this before you yes. go on if I'm at that table and she uh-huh. says, I just came from a woodworking class, that's the last I've heard from her. <laughs> I get up and move because I don't need to hear anything more of this nut job. But is you see, bore it was with. so funny because she looked like an accountant. She looked like a person who had not come from a woodworking class. And so I just was kind of amazed at this little conversation. And then she started telling me about the mushroom kingdom, the fungi kingdom. I had no idea that mushrooms had a whole kingdom. It was just fascinating and very random. Sounds However, awful. wait, Sounds I I, honest to God, I, I, I thought it was, I thought the woodworking was bad until the yeah, mushroom the, kingdom. The came. Fungi and, King- and we're friends with Gil Martin. We'll shut, the, shut the fuck about his cutting boards. Yeah. Fungi Kingdom, fa- fa- I love that kind of. thing. You love it. Okay, okay. Wait, hey, wait. Unless so, there's an then- Italian plumber running through there collecting coins, I don't want to hear about a mushroom yeah. kingdom. Wait, Super there was though, there was oh, another person um, with a with a comfort dog though at this table. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I just I'm a I. I know this isn't really right to say. I don't believe that's true. Oh, I don't either. (laughs) I'm uncomfortable a lot of the time, and they don't have a dog that I can get to, I don't know, bite people that are annoying me. Well, it definitely seems like people are... They're not supposed to be uh, your protector. But that would comfort me. That would comfort but, but me. But you can't have your dog attack somebody at the communal table, except for that fucking woodworking woman. <laughs> that woman can get bitten in the neck as it's, far as I'm going to shut her up. It just seems like a ruse. I mean, oh, I think it's a ruse. I think a lot of people pet. are abusing that At least half thing. the time. But I do think there is the real thing of people who have seizures. Their Dogs can sense when they're coming, and that is a good thing to have. Like, if you can have a, an animal that knows you're about to have a seizure and make sure that I'm you not mad. I, as I said a thousand, I'm not mad at those people at yeah, all. Yeah. I'm mad it's, it's the at hipster who, with a handlebar mustache that can't get on a plane without his doggy. Right. Because he has anxiety. I, I see. I mean, this is what's so terrible. There was that joke that Louis C.K. said about, like, you know, I'm a parent, but, you know, these nut allergies. Maybe they just, those kids just shouldn't be there. Like, what did we do before comfort animals? Like, people, yeah. then maybe you just don't fly. Right? Maybe you just, I don't know. I mean, I just feel it's a little, and people make assumptions. My whole book, let me just say, is not about pets. It's one chapter. But I do include this thing about. <laughs> the animal lovers are going to come at you. No, I know people are just going to hate me. But there's like, there was this couple this syrian refugee couple i mean this story was just as all the stories are heartbreaking uh they crossed the mediterranean with their cat named olive and people were just so like oh these people they brought their cat they brought their cat yeah they, what about them, what about them? No, no no not just that like they, how do we know good these are good people because they have a cat i mean i think they're not good people but like lenin loved cats you know hitler loved dogs like we assume people yeah. because they love animals are good people right and also like so they brought this cat on this boat when a resource that was used for the cat could 
could have been used for a person. Small I don't child. Know, I just I'm a very I'm a little you know dubious. Not let the haters just she doesn't. That's all like in the book. Animals. Those not represent the views of Never Not Funny. Yeah. It's all right here in the book. <laughs> now, wherever you go, there they are. Uh, stories about my family. Now, does anybody, uh, Ellie? We got to get back to you and your dog story. Does anybody want to tell Annabelle the name of my band in high school? <laughs> Rainbow Bridge. Rainbow. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> that was my band in high school, Brad. <laughs> That's so funny. Lead singer, driver of the Winnebago. What did you play? Just singing? I mean, you, Lead singer. You just, no, no. Is that what you, but what kind of music I did see. you play? Uh, well, when we started, mostly Chicago and Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> And uh, Rainbow Bridge was the name of a Jimi Hendrix album. Our guitarist mm-hmm. was obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. So we named our band after that. Mm. I, uh, to this day, think we should have gone with the second choice, uh, Some Mountains, which I thought mm. was, uh, please welcome Some Mountains. I, some that, I like that. sounds like a real now, band name from now. Like what, did you, what, did you, what did you have in your, in your band? What kind of instruments? Uh, your standard uh, guitar, bass, drum, keyboard, lead singer. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was in a high school rock ensemble. What does that mean? Um, that was our high school rock band, and we played a lot of Bee Gees because they were our. They lived down the street from. I grew up in Miami Beach. They lived down the street from us. How often would you see them? And, all the time. And You'd it, see Barry Gibbs' beautiful flowing hair all the time. Wow. And people would say things like, "I," because like a friend of mine, she worked at the local drugstore. I sold Barry Gibbs condoms. Yay! <laughs> really exciting, you know. Whoa. And then we would like we would when Saturday Night Fever came out we would disco dance in front of their house i mean this is a bad time in american history i disagree i think it sounds wonderful but so we so our band because they donated uh acoustical curtains like the you know to our to our band practice room we had to sing a lot of bgs but then (laughs) we had oh yeah (laughs) it was was, yeah beating us to but why they're great songs you don't really want to hear your teenage group singing the beat. We just didn't do it. Very not very good. Well. Not very. It was a lot of noise. You know, the I mean, those, those 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 finely tuned harmonies. These are not easy people. Yeah. But um, when I was when I was in high school, it was all really big. Like um, all those bands like Earth, Wind, and Fire, and um, uh, all the Cool in the Gang. Cool in the Gang. No, sounds like you want to bring up Cool in the Gang. Not Cool in the Gang, but uh, America, Boston. Boston, like the one city, you know, Chicago. state, Chicago. Oh, like yeah. Cool in the Gang. Yeah. Sounds, like you, sounds like you want to talk about Cool in the Gang. Do gang. not want to talk, but I did see Little River Band in concert. Yeah. And yeah. reminiscing. Jethro Tull. I was was very hardcore stoners in Miami. <laughs> Jethro, you, you have to really be stoned to go to see Jethro Tull. I uh, like Jethro Tull, but yet I would never see him in concert. Them in concert. Ian Anderson, of course. Well, yeah, Jethro Tull was the only rock band ever fronted by a flautist. Yes. <laughs> you know, this is huge and achievement why, for that and guy. And why is that? Why is, <laughs> why is that the case? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can't this is a out. big achievement. I mean, this is a guy who probably went growing up like you play the flute, and and then he Jethro Tull. Yeah, yeah. So, right down their you throat. You, you did go to that show, right? Or did you not? Which one? Remember Andy Daly? No, I did not go. You didn't go. I did not join him. No, you what were show? going to mm-hmm. uh, the Jethro Tull show. Oh. I did not go. But it's just is it just the guy now? Or it's him. Do they still call it Jethro Tull? Yeah. Uh, no, now he's Ian Anderson doing an evening of Jethro Tull, that right. sort of thing. Yeah. You know, I went to see this. The, there was I, It was like this really Hollywood thing where they were honoring some executive, and I got an invitation to go to this thing. And it was the Eagles. It was a private concert with the Eagles. Wow. And let me just say, like, it seemed like it was going to be really kind of great, like in a way, because I just remember Hotel California. The minute I started hearing it, I had this, like, flashback to the to bad 
drugs. And it was just, it was, I never need to hear one of those songs ever again. I don't disagree with that. I never did drugs. You you, you did a lot of drugs? I grew up in Miami Beach, you know, in in, cocaine. It was, it was, I saw Scarface. (laughs) You know what? There was, yeah, there was a lot of, you know. Was it like that? uh, Not not (laughs) exactly, but there was a certain amount of, uh, like, you know, they were always saying marijuana bales are floating down the canals. I never saw that, but there was a lot of. Yeah, you're too busy dancing in front of Barry Gibbs' house. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Would you see house. Andy Gibb? Uh, we saw Andy Gibb. Yeah, we did all the Gibbs. They were just, they were everywhere. The Gibbs River, the whole family. Yeah, There's so everywhere. many of them. Yeah. You have four times the chance Coming to see one. Coming out of the woodwork, there was always a Gibb. Until there weren't. Yeah, now we're losing Gibbs left and right. Yeah, just. His son's a good guitarist. Barry Gibbs' son's a very good guitarist. Aww. Look at me take a shit on this story. Does <laughs> <laughs> he, he play a Gibson? Brad, I want to. Whoa, do I want to ice you? I want to ice you so badly, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. Only Brad Gage can. You say that, Elliot. You know this room is icy cold. Mm-hmm. Brad Gage says it with that smile. Yeah. Proud to have said it. It was a good joke. <laughs> a little too good. I, that's the thing. I think like we didn't. We weren't ready for that level of joke from a Brad Barry Gage. Gibson plays a guitar. Is it a Gibson? Yeah, that's a good piece a of really business. Really good joke. I feel like I need to do the bum bum thing. Can it does do feel that like that kind of joke. But it feel it deserves more than that. We incur. We don't. We don't. Uh, does it? What's what's better than Benum Bum? Well, I just stare at him as if he shouldn't <laughs> oh. be speaking. Maybe a guffaw, like a big, like a ha Or Jimmy, Jimmy does a blurt that. laugh that's uh, known the world over. But that's, yeah. but that's legit. That's yeah. when I'm legit laughing. I know. If yeah. it's like you've a, got a great, you've, I mean, a, a, a memorable laugh. Thank you, Annabelle. You do? you do? If I may, I think that Jimmy, the, the version of that that Jimmy would do would be like, <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Huh? <laughs> that's your uh, that's your fake your fake laugh. Let me response. ask you: Is that, is that your impression of me? That is a, for that wor- one of the worst impressions I've ever heard. I'm, listen, I thought it was dynamite, but I'm going to let Matt speak for a second. <laughs> what did you think of it, Matt? I've never heard anything like that from Jimmy's face in my life. Well, I don't. I, maybe I didn't get the. Exact- what are you? Are you showing off? <laughs> what are you doing today? I don't know. I, Garen's not here. I feel like I don't know if Brad is uh, going to pick true. it up. It's like He's almost. Like, up. You feel like you're up a notch or something somehow. Yeah, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Question here. Follow up. up. How do your interns come to you? Like, how do they? Mm, like, how did you rope question. Brad into this? Well, Brad uh, he knocked on our door. He knocked on our door <laughs> in a weird manner. We were waiting for him. We were uh-huh. we were expecting him to deliver a package last week, and then we chatted with him, and we found him to be very engaging. Uh, I had never met the kid until literally last Monday. God, this is like the Schwab story of like. Yes, yes. I was discovered. I'm going to do 1950s. I was discovered when I was having a a, a soda at the counter at Schwab's. But here you can deliver a package to any door in Hollywood (laughs) and suddenly find yourself on a podcast. (laughs) Right, Brad? That's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. So then. Three days later, our intern says, we have to, I have to take the day off. Uh, and Matt and I went, Brad Gage! <laughs> so I contacted him through Twitter, and I said, you want to fill in for our intern for the day? And here he is. That's how oh our intern's Goodness, it's just a, it's a success in Hollywood is one package away. Yes! <laughs> and yet he still felt like he had to go down Hollywood Boulevard drinking himself to a stupor. I didn't have anything else to do. He was celebrating. He knows he's going to be part of the panel. Now, I don't know anything about Brad Gage, but all I can say is I wonder if it's a step up or step down (laughs) that only recently you were on a plane flying first class from London (laughs) and now you're an intern in a deep valley. (laughs) What is the trajectory of Brad Gage's career? Come on. This is the shallow valley. (laughs) I mean, this is good. It's been trending down a bit. Can I say that? So you were in first class in, in December. 
trending down a bit, but then here comes Pardo to bring you out of it. It's a Pardo bump. The Pardo bump. Yes. The Pardo bump. See, Not, we, our belief was that he came into this room with so much charisma and energy that it was only a matter of months before he was going to get cast on a sitcom or something. We were trying to ride the Brad Gage train. Like, we feel like, let's get in on the ground floor. Yeah. Oh, know. so we're actually trying yeah. to ride yeah. his This kid's got the goods. This yeah. kid, well, we course. saw it the second he walked okay, in. Okay, so I mean, that is the way things go. You know, um, when uh, my, my sister had a neighbor, she lived in Northern California, and she had a neighbor whose kid I, I was calling me a few years ago because he wanted recommendations to go to college because he wanted to get into show business. He ended up going to Boston to bought BU and then we kept in touch and unbelievably he got a job at an agency that represented me and two months later he fired me. Wait, what? <laughs> You're kidding me. Oh, oh no. my God. No. That F this kid is F horrible. What That's a horrible human being. That's a horrible human. Brad Gage, don't be like that. You get a sitcom, you fucking hire me. Five lines or less. Five lines or less. Everyone in this room, we have made a pact. Yes. Brad, we are depending on you. Yeah, Unfurl those coattails, baby, because you got four new people on them. No problem. No problem. All right, very See, good. I yeah. was ready for that story to be like, and that man's name was Liam Hemsworth or something. Instead, no. that guy fired me. Hired you. Jesus. Hey, thanks for all your help. Hit the bricks, lady. <laughs> Go write your book, sad sack. Uh, all right. Hey, Elliot, tell us your dog story. All right. I'll try to make this quick. Uh, you just have to be quick. Tell right. us your story. So, uh, as we know, Let's I manage... along. <laughs> I manage oh, a building. that coming. I manage a building, and, uh, and we have some vacancies. Wait a minute. Heads up now. This is an update on the uh, pa- the uh, familiar yep. in Palms, California. Yep. You have some vacancies. That's a, correct. Now, let's as we always like to do, you've mm-hmm. got uh, some studios or some lofts. What do you have available? We have uh, currently one studio and one studio plus loft. Okay. Studio plus loft is going for Annabelle, I guess. Palms, California. What do you think a studio plus loft is going for in Palms, California? If studio plus loft is going for $1,100. Wow. You, that, you live in a what, very lovely world. That's what we all that's think That's what it we should all be. think it should be. But it's, I'm going to say no. 1875. <gasps> I'm going to say 1925. Boom. What? Wait. You got to be kidding me. Who's nope. paying that? Who's people. Mostly mostly people from New York and San Francisco, if Wait, I'm honest. Where is Palms? Perhaps I have the wrong idea. <laughs> I thought it was like a meth capital. No. No, it's like no. It's not. Culver no. City. It's Culver City, bitch. Oh, Culver City. Oh, that area. Oh, no. Wow. That's a good price. <laughs> no, it's still too high. No, no. For that area. But that's things are so expensive it's there. It's really stupid. Yeah. It's crazy. So now that and that's with a studio with a loft. That means like you're sleeping like in this little vestibule above the kitchen yeah. that has but no. Not, and you have to bend not, and you no, can't no, have sex like in certain positions. I've just been told what no. I mean, it yeah. is above the if kitchen. If you have two but, Uber drivers, you can make it work. This basically is if you had a one bedroom except that it just doesn't have a wall that makes it private so there's a closet in there it's full height you don't have to crawl i don't know what you're doing or where these places are up there baby yeah, what's, what's with on? the wall why so cheapo with the wall yeah, why the you guys wall? Against walls why not there? why not i know our president wants wall. to build a big one why don't you get him involved <laughs> can't you charge more if you have the wall i imagine you could but and make mexico pay for it oh that's a good point <laughs> Uh, I when I was looking for my apartment, I had had a condo that was a loft, and I want I I like this because you get the nice high ceiling in the living room, and then you know I just I don't know. I Can like I ask you a question? Yeah. Can I hang curtains? Sure. Like if I if I wanted to hang a nice I mean, a curtain. Here's here's what I tell people. I say you have to leave the unit the way you found it. So if you do anything, I, if if I can tell that you changed a thing when you move out, then we're going to charge you what for it. What if I change a light bulb? 
You can change a light bulb. <laughs> Don't they yeah. call that like the open plan? Is that an open plan? Isn't it's that kind of open plan? The, I would say, isn't yeah. that the lingo, the real estate lingo? Not sure. that I know these. He things. manages a building. He would, if uh-huh. anybody in the room Sounds would know, and, it's him. And um, what happens? Yes. Like, can I ask you a follow up question sure. here? So you manage the building, mm-hmm. and so that means what kind of issues do you deal with? Like, let's say uh, if, if I have a plumbing problem, dude. If an electrical problem, like, what's your limit? Where do you go? No, not my, not my so, job. So I'm not a super, and I had this conversation with a guy from Chicago because apparently. A superintendent in like Chicago or New York, they're actually plumbers, they're actually electricians, and they actually fix those things. You are a manager. I'm a manager. I'm not allowed to do that because I'm not bonded. I don't have the insurance and the ten thousand dollars in an account somewhere and all that kind of stuff. So somebody calls up and says my toilet's leaking. You don't even lady. Go to take a look I'm at not it. allowed to do that. Is the answer? Is that the answer? By, by and large, yeah. I mean, if if there's a leak where there's water just flowing, yeah, I'm going to call the plumber, but then I'm going to go in there and try and stop. Try to turn it off. Yeah, but I'm not going to fix the leak. I see. Oh, so you're just going to get, you're just going to be one more other person going, oh my God, there's a oh, leak. Yeah, there's a leak. That's really great. Hey, well, my socks are wet too. <laughs> I actually had to deal with this and I had to actually figure out how to shut mm-hmm. off a very large uh, toilet water leak. It wasn't the toilet water, mm-hmm. it was the water going into the tank. I see. And mm-hmm. uh, we. I'm glad yeah, to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell your dog story. Then. All right. So I'm I'm showing these units. I got an. Op- Hang on. Annabelle I think Annabelle has more questions. I mean, let's <laughs> cut her off. <laughs> I'm like, Annabelle, you got more questions about the. Uh, no, I do not. I want to hear the poems. dog story. I really want. Hang to on. I do want to know this. Yes, uh, you have a the, not the non lofted studio. Yeah. Is going for what? Seventeen seventy five? Not as much as that. Sixteen twenty five. So sixteen twenty five for just a sad sack one room. Well, it's a full kitchen and full bath, but so you expect people are going to cook for themselves, but sure. So what was that? How much? Sixteen twenty five. And so, and then three hundred more dollars if I want the loft. Correct. Boy, and and you're getting you're getting twice as much space. You're getting a lot more. Yeah. But that's so, a wow. bump. That's t- but wait, what's the dog story? We don't know yet, Annabelle, because you and I and Matt and uh, Brad will not stop interrupting. I have a dog story. <laughs> oh God, Annabelle. But I want to hear it. <laughs> I, I <laughs> we gotta hear his. But I want to hear what, his what are the story. Chances that his no. is gonna be good. I mean, come on. I don't know. He came in with this thing. Oh, it's a, it's a B. Okay. That's, that's give it usually a, B. a bad sign. He's, he's giving it a B in advance. Okay. I'll say this. Let's take a break. Yeah. <laughs> Let's tease the uh, mm. let's tease the uh, Elliot dog I like story. I've just been told Annabelle has a dog story. Yep. Brad, you got a dog story? Oh, I know you got, already had that Carrie Fisher. There was a dog yeah. involved in that. There was uh, not one dog story. Cats, cats only. No dogs. Sorry. Okay, well, then you don't say a word when we come back from the break. <laughs> uh, we've already talked about your dog today. We did. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back right now. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Annabelle Gerwich is on Twitter at Annabelle Gerwich, although spelling is confusing. A-N-N-A-B-E-L-G-U-R-W-I-T-C-H. Uh, her actual name is Annabelle with B-E-L-L-E, Gerwich.com is her website. So go to her full name.com to find out where she's going to be doing uh, book signings and uh, readings and such. She's going to be all over California in April. And in New York, I think. And then uh, beyond, she's going to Alabama and Toronto and all sorts of other places. So uh, go check her out. Of course, her book is called Yeah! Wherever you go, there they are. Uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. It sounds hilarious. And uh, so, yeah, go get that. It comes out, I think, uh, in a couple weeks. Meanwhile, Never Not Funny is going to be live at Flappers with Quinn Cummings, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, That's on the 10th of April, Flappers in Burbank. On the 13th of April, we're we're at Parlor Live in Seattle or uh, Bellevue, Washington. Uh, Tickets still available there, so please come on out in Pacific Northwest. Then we're going to Helium in Philadelphia on the 22nd. That might be sold out, so I'm sorry, but uh, maybe squeeze in there. Maybe show up and uh, maybe get a seat. Finally, we're going to be at the Comedy Bar in Toronto. Oh, sorry. Helium in Philly is the 22nd of April. Comedy Bar in Toronto, Ontario, Canada is 
June 9th and 10th. Late shows on the 9th and the 10th, and then the early shows, those two nights, will be Jimmy Pardo stand-up, and you can get a package deal if you want to get both of those. And meanwhile, Jimmy's going to be doing stand-up comedy outside of there. Uh, Go Bananas in Cincinnati, that's uh, April 7th and 8th, and then Oklahoma City on the 27th, Paris, Texas on the 28th, and Austin, Texas on the 29th of April. All his dates and teats are at jimmyparto.com. Never Not Funny live dates are at nevernotfunny.com. Click the tour link and enjoy. Are you hiring Matt Belknap? No, you're not. No, we got Brad. We're all set. Yeah, we got Brad. We're good to go. <laughs> do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? I do now because uh, we've been talking about these guys and it's it's a it's a major breakthrough in the in the world of hiring. Give me an answer. Who is it? Zip Recruiter. Posting your job in one place isn't enough to find quality candidates. If you want to find the if you want to find the right uh, the right and perfect hire, you need to post your job on all the top job sites. And now you can using what, Matt? ZipRecruiter. They already have 9 million resumes you can search through in their database. You can add multiple people to your account. For instance, Matt has an account. He wants to add me to it. He can do it. Yeah, then you get in there and you're like, oh, you know what? I want to hire somebody too. And suddenly we're having a hiring party. Using uh, what? Uh, Zip Recruiter. Now you can post your job at 200 plus job sites. Uh, hey, you too should have a, what did you call it? A hiring party? Yeah. I like it. <laughs> uh, it includes social media networks, Facebook, Twitter, all with a single click. Zip Recruiter. Handy website shows trending career fields, cities, searches. Zip Recruiter. Let you find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into Zip Recruiter. Easy to use interface. No juggling emails or calls to your office with Zip Recruiter. You can quickly screen candidates, rate them, and hire them right hire the right person fast and with Zip Recruiter. If you run into any issues, don't fret. Zip Recruiter. Friendly and human support staff is ready to help out. Find out today why Zip Recruiter has been featured on Forbes, Wall Street Journal, Time Magazine. It's also also it, uh, also Zip Recruiter has been in the New York Times, TechCrunch, and CBS and uh, why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 1 million businesses. And right now, <laughs> listeners to this show, Never Not Funny, can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash happy. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash happy. One more time to try for free, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash happy. ZipRecruiter.com. A better way to hire. Love it. Join love and marriage expert Maribel May for even more tips for how the American housewife can keep up with the fast-paced life of 1965. Following the success of her series, The Complete Woman, Maribel brings us her latest audio companion, The Complete Joy. Actress Amanda Lund brings Maribel to life in this hilariously accurate send-up of 1960s self-help records. Splitsider calls The Complete Woman sly and subversive. Find out more about The Complete Woman and The Complete Joy at stitcherpremium.com slash complete. That's stitcherpremium.com slash C-O-M-P-L-E-T-E. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program. I forgot to put my headphones in, and then Elliot uh, started the countdown, and that's how, he, uh, that's how things are loose here 11 years into the program. Uh, <laughs> Annabelle Gerwitz is our guest. She's got her new book. Uh, it comes out uh, what, uh, April 18th. Yep. Mm-hmm. April 18th, called uh, Wherever You Go, there, uh, there They Are. I've known Annabelle, of course, uh, since. Annabelle, let's guess it. Let me, let's pinpoint how long we've known each other. I'm going to call it 1997. Yes, that's years. right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. We had just started dinner in a movie, and you were coming on as our dance coach. No, I was no, not the dance was, coach. Not the dance uh, coach. That was, or was uh, a, I came on as a. Uh, on. It was for Top Gun. Was my first appearance. Right. You, you just had a lot of energy. <laughs> yeah, and little to no ability to Harder. improv or act. Well, 
you know, a lot of energy. I was scared and nervous. I was scared and nervous. I got better in my pre my, my latter appearances. I got better. You were you were a regular. I was a regular. It was really fun. I would have a wide stance. That was my uh, my character's choice. He had a wide stance, and then yes, was yes. always insisting that no matter what I came yes. back as, I always had a wide stance. <laughs> and I love it. Hands on hips. And yes, it was, and then my pants were too high, yes. and then. Uh, you're yes. like a 40s film director. <laughs> I think it was kind of like that. Like I was in the, I think my initial thing was like I was an executive from TBS who was unhappy oh, with yeah. it. The thing was, no one was watching the show at TBS. <laughs> we were their first original programming they yeah. had. They didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. And so we basically just did whatever we wanted. And they caught on a couple years into it. Like, hey, we could make money doing this. And then we started to have to do, you know, advertisements in the show for like things like, I just remember we had urinal cakes once. Like, and we were in a kitchen and we we're cooking and there was like Samsonite luggage once in the kitchen. I was like, got, it got to be very, you know, <laughs> yes. um, heavy with the promotions. But, but um, it kept for, it on the air. We did, but it was really fun was that we, when we no one knew what we were doing and we just were like, hey, come over here. It was it literally just, was that. Like, yes. And one time I had to leave and I had a meeting with Pat Sajak and I had to leave this thing in makeup and costume, go have my meeting with Pat Sajak and go back. And it was so loosey-goosey because, like she said, nobody knew what was happening. Like, yeah, go take your meeting. When you come back, we'll finish up. Like, it was crazy loose I had fun. a baby in the middle of the show. <laughs> yes. Go drink, go have that baby. Come back when you're done. Just, just, Nobody yeah. cared. Nobody cared. Yeah. So. Now, Annabelle was also on a TV show that mm-hmm. we, that comes up way too much on this. Annabelle, don't give it away. Uh, it was a show that comes up way too much on this show. Hmm. And yeah, Annabelle she, was a guest star. Oh, with, she was a guest star. Uh, she okay. guest starred along with, uh, she and Finola Hughes played prostitutes. Oh, Oh, wow. She and Fanola Hughes played prostitutes. Oh, is this Kojak? No, not Kojak. Okay, that, that's too oh, far she's back. Not, oh, she's not 90. Yeah, that's too far back. Insulting. <clears throat> I'm sorry. No, I just. Oh, my God. Dream on. I. Well, oh, dream on. Oh, I guess sorry. It, there, I was, there goes I just, the guessing game. I was, oh, I thought, I thought oh, she was I'm telling sorry. me to dream on. Ah, no, yeah. dream on. People. No, I, I was in these years, I did just two gazillion TV shows. Very and um, that one, I just insisted upon being topless in because <laughs> I just thought it'd be really funny. And there are people who still I know to this day who are like, yeah, I met you when you were in that show. And I walked around that entire day topless. I just somehow oh, wow. felt like it's just ridiculous. You're like Patty Lapone walking around the set of uh, what was her first play know, with Mavit that she walked around nude to make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That was basically it. And I just, I, but you know, I, I just don't, it's the, the past. That was just the past. That I show was know. big. We've, we've talked about it many times. That show was big with the, the toplessness, the nudity. There was like every well, episode. HBO, you had to have something at that time. Like they just had, you had to have someone topless because yeah. it was like cable. I just remember when I, the first show I did in HBO was a show called not necessarily the news. And yeah, I was sure. the anchor of that show. And I just remember something that you would never hear anyone say now, which was like, I got, this TV series it's on HBO. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's on cable, right. and I and just you know, oh, I was nominated for another Ace Award. Oh, <laughs> cable show HBO. I want other cables, another HBO. I did all these HBO shows, and now it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, young, no, younger it's people not. probably like Brad probably doesn't even understand what you're talking about right now. Like it's like th- there was a time when that was seen as lesser, right? Like you don't want to. Well, be there was like that. she said the Cable Ace Awards. That was like, yeah. oh, it's oh, just my, a Cable Ace, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, I mean, no, even, yeah, even then you had to actually, well, you had to tell people like, hey, I'm nominated for something, but no one knows what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Sad. Well, you were anyway, nominated. I was no- nominated. I actually was nominated for an award that doesn't exist anymore. Bob Odenkirk directed this movie, Melvin Goes to Dinner. Yes. And with our friend Matt Price. Matt Price. Yeah. Yeah. I, Matt Price and I are in, we play 
love interest. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jack Black is in it. A lot of really fun people are in that movie. And I was nominated for Best Actress in a straight to DVD release wow. <laughs> award. Wait, and wait, and it was it was like a show that was hosted by uh, Dick Clark. It was like gonna be a hope. It was like an award that was maybe gonna be something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I went to the ceremony. I was actually pregnant, I think, at the time, or just had a bad. Just I was a little bit of baby anyway. So it was kind of exciting because I thought I might win because. All of the judges were male directors, and my character in the movie, I say I really like anal sex. Oh. So I thought I'm going to win this thing. <laughs> this is going to this is going to work, right? And then on the way there, I'm going with where with my husband Jeff, and um, I see this um, poster for this movie starring Jessica Alba, and she's wearing this teeny tiny bikini thing, and my husband says. Who are you? Who who else is nominated for this? <laughs> and I said, oh, Jessica Alba. He said, I'm so sorry, honey. Oh yeah, oh. I just don't know. Yeah. And uh, she won. Well, she she won. did win, Jeff. That, and and you know this is crazy, yeah. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is, is there was never that award ever again. It just didn't take. It didn't take. <laughs> it just didn't take. One and done. You won it. That's like us with our. Uh, yeah. Where's our award? We won a we won a podcasting award oh, that they never gave away after we won That's it. True. <laughs> It was one year. It was the Aspen, the Rooftop Aspen Comedy Festival Best Podcast. But podcast. Podcast. We won it, it and then it was never given out again. They couldn't. They, we no called it the Elba. No one could top us. <laughs> but it looks like it could cut really well. Like, yeah. it looks sharp. It's a nice. And it looks like it could really get a good, get some good somebody at the blades door. going. Sorry, there. somebody's at the door? I don't know if it's door. a delivery or something. All right. Oh, remember what happened last time there was delivery, Brad? Was I not good? No, you say it, Brad. We have, <laughs> you got we, someone we else let, coming? Uh, the delivery guy has to come. You remember when you knocked? And look what happened. This will be our intro for next week. Let's see if he finds a good piece of wood in that door. <laughs> yeah, I know you found it. I said, okay. Yeah, let's see where he knocks on it. Oh, guy, well, this asshole's coming right in. Oh. Go. Hey, Karen. Oh, Garen. Uh, hey, Elliot. Look who's here. Ah, uh, yeah, I can see him now. What are you doing here? Okay. This is Brad Gage. Who's, who's, this is, is our regular this intern. Is our intern. This is oh. awkward. This is kind and of Apparently awkward. he bought water and everything. Just Jeff. threw it right in, though. No, no he's commented on that no, part. I, I was he was surprised. Yeah, you did a little, uh, little surprise <laughs> acting behind that door there, didn't you? Why are you here? You said you needed the day off. Brad Gage is here. Things fell through. Just thought I'd surprise you guys. Say hello to Annabelle Gerwich. Placed. Nice to meet you. Hi. Younger. I feel slightly awkward. Um... <laughs> You remember Brad from when uh, from I last remember. week? Yeah, I remember. Remember, remember how Brad you... gauge this, Brad gauge that. <laughs> hey, Gary, do you remember this? Do you remember when you wanted to be the intern and we interviewed you and did everything? You know how yeah. Brad got it? He walked in last week. <laughs> Probably has a better computer than I do. Oh, and he's not. He has a Mr. Beat. Doesn't have a Pop Culture Beast logo on it, though, does he? No, because he doesn't have a. Not uh, sponsored uh, by Dogpile.com, is he? Well, we're going to need to get that back from you. Is, is this going to be a bad thing? Am I like in the... Should I... You might be I, in the crossfires yeah, of something I, going down. Um, if you can sit tight, we'll take care of this real quick. The good news is I was not offered an internship here. <laughs> that is they good don't news. just ask anybody, apparently. I don't know. 
We kind of do. <laughs> kind of the record Wait, shows. You, <laughs> just kinda, you, did, shows we you did not ask me to now. No, because you didn't you, ask me to be well, your intern. You have more important things Wait, to do. Wait, a book. Wait, you're in show business. I sell that book out of the back of my car. Oh, Let me just be. make that. You go into publishing. It means you are selling your books out of the back of your car. So oh, is it, maybe I should be the new intern here. I, I also have a book. You have a book? I know, I, I know how it works. Garen, shows. Garen has a, a book of short stories that uh, he sells out of the back of his was, But it was award-winning. Was it not award-winning? He doesn't even have a trunk. No, of, I'm an award-winning screenwriter. Oh, that's right. Best-selling author. Yeah, well, yeah. Now you're interning on a podcast. You engage. You would, you, what? Where is he? That was first. Is this, wait, is this the next step up for me now, too? Like, I can hope to be a, a, you, a, an you intern see, on a You see how it yeah. goes, Annabelle? He was in first class with Fisher. Yeah. Now he's interning here. This kid's an award-winning screenwriter. He interns here. It all you, comes here. It yeah. all is. It all all roads lead the to the Jimmy Pardo. They all lead to Pardo. All right, hang on. All right, Garen, sit tight. I don't know why you're here. I don't understand why you came by, other than to make Brad very uncomfortable. He's got to. He's got to protect his turf. Wait, obviously. Um, are you actually officially on the clock? Can I have one of those waters? Well, or would that be? Oh, oh, wait. There's a water right in front of me. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted one of the interns' water. <laughs> that is from the intern. So I thought maybe I should ask him, like, make him feel good. Okay. Jimmy. Then like, give me that one. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's like a really good he call. should feel. Give that back. Jimmy blew that. He for just you. blew that. Right. I was trying to get him back in. Okay. Make him like, feel like, like he was needed here like when he clearly is not needed. I don't know if that was fresh. That could have been from the last guest. Thanks so much. No, I don't need anything. Brad. Brad got me my. To you today, Garen. <laughs> he shook it and he opened it for me and he handed it to me like a gentleman. Yeah, Brad did a great job getting me my tea. Thanks, Garen. This water is going to be better than the water that was in front of me. <laughs> this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> but we did need more water. I don't so. know what I'm supposed to do right now. <laughs> well, Brad, you're, Brad, I'm going to tell you something, Brad. You're not the one that's going to leave. I'll tell you that. No, you're fine. You're you're exactly where you need oh, to be. Oh, he's opening up the door for you. All right, hang on. Let's talk to Annabelle. Wait, hang on. All right, give me your dog story. All right. Uh, goodness gracious. And then we've got to get back to uh, Annabelle. Then yeah, we gotta I think we have Annabelle. to re, we got to go around the horn again to find out how, how Garen's doing now. Garen, how are you doing? Jimmy, I'm doing great. All right, he's doing great. All right, okay. we'll talk to him great. Thursday. Uh, your mic's off. All right, we'll talk oh, to you, you more Thursday. Lost it. <laughs> <You're out. laughs> so you would hand the mic already turned on to the person in that chair. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. He, takes, he, takes he literally is defending his turf. <laughs> I think it's hysterical. Uh, all right, Gar- Elliot. Oh, Garrett, you're right in time. Elliot's got what he's already <laughs> promised, a bee story. <laughs> and Annabelle uh, hates uh, animals. Go ahead. <laughs> That's what you should know. You're all caught up. So so I'm showing these units, right? And I've got I've got an open house. People can come in. This woman shows up. You're doing an open house over there? Yeah. Well, I get a couple extra bucks if I rent it quicker. So, yeah. so I'm doing an open house. And this lady comes up, and she's got this beagle. She's got a dog. And she brings the dog to the open house. Now... I don't know why you bring your dog, but she brought her dog. People bring their dogs Comfort animal. Mm-hmm. Right? She's moving into a new place. Want to make sure that uh, he likes the place. You, yeah. don't, mm-hmm. you don't allow pets. Well, that's the thing. So I say to her, I say, uh-huh. I say uh, I'm sorry, we don't allow. I see the dog. I said, I'm just letting you know we don't allow pets. And she goes, well, are you sure? Mm-hmm. Like, I said it just because I saw a dog? I don't. Why would I say that? So I go to explain to her it's part of the lease, whatever. And it turns out that one of the other tenants... Unbeknownst to me, Uh-oh. still has a cat. Oh. Kitty cat. Oh. It's in the window. And she goes, What about this? What about that? And I'm just like, Maybe. I'm flustered. And I just say to her, Well, he's not allowed to have that. I will talk to him. But I just let you know, it's in the lease. We don't allow pets. And she keeps going on. I'm talking to her for five or 10 minutes about whether or not they would take more money. Or, 
and I'm trying to explain to her. But because the cat is there, she won't let it you, go. You don't have a leg to stand on. <sighs> Eventually, I just say to her, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go and talk to the office, they will tell you the same thing I've told you. But I've got other things to do. And I left and went into my apartment and just left her out there. Yeah, the boy, Gary. <laughs> boy, I can't believe we all didn't pack up. <laughs> B is very strong. B well, is very after, strong. After Garen does the dramatic come in, now I, that's not I a know. B anymore. Now I'm at the CC minus at best. See, that's the thing. In his head, he was like, without Garen here, I maybe have a little extra <laughs> juice going to the store. Oh, he's back. Oh, he's not going anywhere. Like, Garen's huh. got nothing going on in his life. <laughs> that was a nice comedic exit. What's that? No. Yeah, that makes See, sense. Lyft, sure. not Uber. Yeah, I don't use Lyft. You know, as a reminder, why don't I use Lyft? You don't like those mustaches. I don't like that mustache coming at me. My dog story yes. is very related to your dog oh, story. Wow. Wait a minute. Are you the woman that wanted this apartment? <laughs> yes, I am. I didn't want to say no, it. That was um, probably the big thing about the story. One of the stories in my book, this, the book starts from my family as sort of a launching off point of why I tried to join other families to get away from my crazy family. And the thing was, in my family my dad was sort of a fabulist he was a gambler he was uh rich poor rich poor but the story was so we he um uh we moved to florida when he made some money and uh from small town and uh the only thing was was they had rented a house my parents had rented a house where you couldn't have pets so instead of telling my sister and i that we couldn't have our dog they wrote us a letter from the dog uh, first they said the dog missed the plane and then he was oh catching God. a later plane what and apparently Jesus. you know it was, there weren't a lot of flights going from delaware to florida Wait, how old like are you when this is happening i was about 10 okay and the dog wrote us a letter, right. which told us that he had changed religions. He said he was uh, holy he shit. was a Catholic and uh, was living with my dad's um, secretary, uh, Carolyn, and now was eating a lot of spaghetti. But he, because he had changed religions, he couldn't live with us any longer. <laughs> and uh, there was a paw print. It was signed with the pop. <laughs> and and the, so first of all, I mean, there's a lot of things you could unpack in this. Like, what? We couldn't have a dog that was a different religion and than ours. Did our, you guys not eat spaghetti? What, what? I don't know. Our, <laughs> right. I don't, what about our, the We had a matter? Pekingese who was now Catholic because we were Jewish. You couldn't live with us. And the, this, the, but, you know, a lot of thought went in. They couldn't just tell us. A lot of thought went into yeah. this letter mm-hmm. and the paw print and everything. And I actually believed it. For a long How time. Long? Yesterday. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. still wondering. Yeah, but it finally I mean, it's like, just it's sort of, definitely possible. <clears throat> if it's going possible. back to the talking, like maybe that was another talking dog. It is. There's it. a there, and so the thing was was um but this story followed me around and my email, which I don't really use anymore, was where's Petey, the dog's name for a long time. And even on dinner in a movie, where I used to do this thing for years where I was still looking for that dog. And I would hold up posters. Really? <laughs> the dog. Because my parents would be so upset. They Because I would tell the story. I've told the story so many times, and it just never failed to make my parents cry, which was very satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they deserve that. They deserve just, it. Just like, do you have to tell that story again? Do you have to keep telling? Yes, I yes. do. Yes, I just sort of like screw. I don't know. Just yeah. And now the thing is, is that <clears throat> I promised myself I would never do this to my own kid. Cut to 
my sons and only. And at some point, I don't know why it came out of my mouth, but I told him that our cat was his sister who'd gotten trapped in a Halloween costume (laughs) that was a cat. (laughs) And the fur had grown over the zipper so Wait. he thought that our cat was his sister for a certain amount of how time how old was he when you told him this 19 oh, right. now, too old. Now, he was he was really little then but then the cat died Uh-oh. and then i had to come up with a new story which was that oh no that wasn't really your sister your sister has problems, so we sent her away. This story has taken a turn. Got worse and worse. Are you the person that wrote a chapter about and, if pets aren't family, and now you're yeah, making the cat into a sister? I just don't know what happened. See, the thing is, is like you, these loops of the way your parents act. They do things. They get. It grooves like your memory. Yeah, I, I mean, brain science true. tells you your memory is like a grooves, right? It like it's, it's actual physical grooves, and these patterns get set. So I must have this must ruin children <laughs> pattern in my. I should not have been allowed. You can have children and not have a license. Why can't? Why you can drive a car, but you can't? And so then I had this elaborate story about his sister, Amelia. <laughs> Who everyone in our family knows he's got a sister. Everyone was like playing along with this. It was ridiculous. So then she was living in Canada, I said, at this at this like, you know, home. And he was in high school a couple two years ago. And um his friends, I'm sure they were all really high. They marched my my office and they said Ezra says he's got a sister named Amelia, and she's in Canada, and she, eh, come on, is that really true? And I said, mon dieu, que no. And, and so I, I said, prove it. And I accident, I dialed the number, just not looking, and it happened to be a social services number in Canada. What? And, and But it was in French, and I just said... You see, but in order to speak to Amelia, you'll need to learn to speak French. <laughs> and that really, um, my son has gone off to college. And? and um, Does he know now? I think he knows now. Well, he knows now. <clears throat> he knows now, but, you know, um, I've probably done a, just a lot of damage. There's no question you've done damage. I, and I just, I, it all started with this dog. This you blame your parents. I blame. It's all I blame my parents, mm. and and I've made a pretty good case for that now, haven't I? Well, right, Jen? Mm, no, no, I mean, I no? still think what you did is unforgivable. Unforg- unforgivable, but, yeah. right? Unforgivable. The uh, cat fur. He would he would check her fur, looking for oh that zipper. God. Why? This is so <laughs> upsetting. <laughs> the worst. You know why? Let me just tell you why. How many people in here have children? Oh, we we do. You have children. Well, then you know there's this. Power that you have to tell them tales, but we're not evil. (laughs) (laughs) No, but like when they're little and they and you tell them a story, the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus. Is that any better? The cat is your sister in a costume. Oh come on! This is how you create a Trump. He has no no sense of reality or truth. There's that light in their eyes, and it's something between imagination and terror. (laughs) (laughs) It's just. 
fun. You, it's like sure, she it's fun, fun for a minute, but free. now you created a monster. But he's in college, <laughs> thinking that he has a sister in in Canada. He's gonna be a writer or some other ridiculous profession like that. <laughs> As a writer, Annabelle all Gerwitch's new book. Gonna come, it's all gonna come because he'll be sitting somewhere, not on a podcast here. God, I don't know. Is it all gonna lead to here? It probably Jimmy, will. It all maybe, leads to here. And say, and my mother told me that story about the cat and the fur and the and that's you know hopefully there'll be some money in it that's all that well there's gonna be some money going to a psychiatrist i'll tell you that i've already spent that i've been had to start saving up for that the minute i said the minute i said the story with the cat i was like gotta start putting money away for therapy how old old are all your children mine are four and eight four and eight my son's nine oh my gosh you Huh? He's they an only to use your eyes. And not, not, oh, good luck with that. That's right. He thinks his hamster is a cousin. So we're <laughs> good. You know, I actually just learned something. I was, I was at this Freakonomics uh, thing, you know, that, you know, they tell you things you don't really need to know, actually. But, <laughs> but it's kind of, but it's fun to know. And um, so the things where it's like, it's a surprising thing. That a surprising thing that the example, mystery, please. Okay. The example is that like something like 90% of a Americans are second cousins. And uh, in terms of your DNA, your DNA match, you share many DNA match, the people that you marry. So the point of that Wait, there was a point, and it just went right out of you my head. Story there, you were the story there. About, you were at you the economics thing, uh, but no, but because the kids and only nine, my son's nine, nine, but, eight and four. Uh, Cats no, maybe, have nine lives. Oh my God, Oliver's the cat. No, oh, he's no. Been no the when cat you said the hamster was his cousin, <laughs> yeah, hamster's a cousin. Then uh, so, may, but the chances are that you know someone else in his class by DNA is his cousin because we do this for some reason. We we find we. Glom towards people, friendships, relationships, even where we live, that have similar DNA, which is not good for our species. But we do it. It's some sort of biological thing that draws us. So your son is no doubt related in some way to someone in his class. That's a really long way to go for just that ridiculous point. I don't think it was long at all. I give that story a B. How Whoa. long is this show? Uh, I don't know. Longer now with that story. I just, <laughs> Holy I, crap. That story just went on and on. Oh. And I'm so sorry about that. But that, but yeah, I mean. Uh, oh, circle is, back. Certainly circle back to this one, Anna. Make it worse. Make it, making it worse. Circle just, back to this clunker. Was I'm going to put a period uh, on that one. Was it, was it Freakonomics <laughs> that said the, fra- the thing about, or was this um, Malcolm Gladwell that said that like, if you were the oldest person in your class, you were more likely to succeed. And so, like, if you look at all these very successful people, they were, it was because they were just a little bit older and more developed than their peer Yes, group. he also did the thing about people. Uh, he did a whole thing about uh, what month you're born in, the way that affects your career in sports, because yeah. you get an early That's advantage. Yeah. Uh, like Wayne Gretzky was, like, like the like the oldest kid in his class, and so he was just yeah. always dominating. Is that why people started holding their kids back a year? So yes. They would be yes. Exactly. It's yes. that dumb reason? See, because that is, book came out, yeah. yeah you read anything Malcolm Gladwell, and basically it's the same message. You're fucked. Oh. <laughs> just, you're just, you're just screwed. That's yeah. basically because a lot of what he's talking about is this research on social trends that you've already made that mistake on. Yeah. So that's sort of the, actually I quote him in my book because he wrote about this thing called the crooked ladder of success. And that's how uh, immigrants in the early part of the 20th. 
20th century, like my um, my family from Russia, we were bootleggers and we were we had gam- we ran gambling like they they didn't mean to. They weren't trying to build mafia families. They were just trying to uplift their family. Um, that's called the crooked ladder of success. Uh, and I didn't. Now you know that there's no point to this story, <laughs> except to say now you can use that phrase. You can you can use a Malcolm I, Gladwell. I phrase. will be using it without understanding what it means because I did not understand. What I you thought just it was said. just a great way for her to plug her book again. I thought you, it was like, I was like, trying, I, like now, I say in the book. Do you know what I was? I was trying to make it like seamless, but it just didn't go anywhere. <laughs> no. And can I just say, you guys are my first people I'm talking to about my book, so I apologize. Hey, I'm just out trying out little <laughs> sure. little angles of things I'll use on Freakonomics when I do the show. In yeah. a month, I and I won't be doing that one. Oh, I, I would do that not, one. I would tighten that one up. That just yeah. didn't go anywhere. And uh, also, make sure that make sure you tell a story about how you uh, psychologically damaged your children. I think that I would tell that one, and, and you got to you got to tell the uh, dog uh, letter and, story and how I and how I don't like pets. I this like I'm not. I'm just going to get hate mail. Like, yeah. I'm going to get like ne- negative sales. Yeah. Oh like, yeah. People are already returning, returning the book. The book. <laughs> they're going like, to boycott just, it. Yeah. I thought you know what's actually really interesting. Not interesting at all, but it is. A, it Careful. Is, it is, <laughs> I know. It, no, it's not interesting, but it is one of the shitty Careful. things about being an author that you just can't resist. So you go on Amazon and these things, and you tell yourself, "I'm not going to read the one star review," oh. but you do it. But you do it. And I just read one about one of one of my books uh, where the woman says, "Why." And actually, the last one, where you, the uh, one before this, where I think it was pretty buoyant, right? She says, Annabelle Gerwich, I just feel like if she was a believer, she wouldn't be so bitter because I, I'm an atheist. And I think, no, I think I'd be more bitter because if I was a believer, I'd be really pissed off at God all the time. Mm-hmm. But that was a one star review. But it happened that I then went down the rabbit hole and I saw what she did like. What she she gave like? a five star review to a book called Kitchen Tips from a Mafia Kitchen. <laughs> so, you know, I guess I just Well, it's can't... Mafia is Catholic, so they're believers. Yeah. That's what else she cares about. So, so that was that's a yeah. five star review, and I got a one star. You can't help it. You kind of like you. you t- yeah, don't do it. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Don't well, do it. We have that with mm. the podcast. You know, there's reviews out there, and so you avoid them. But I avoid them. I, it is. It's you, sometimes you feel like you just have to see when you're no, feeling why? a little too. You're feeling a little too good about yourself. It's time to take a look. See if anyone. Never. See, see if any strangers hate you. Never, because mm. they do. Yeah, they do. They do. And if a hundred love you and one hates you, which one do you remember? Well, I mean, that's like... No, well, don't tell them that, though. That's what they want to hear. They want to feel like they have that. That's why I don't look at it. I, you know, on Dinner and Movie, I would get some fan letters, but the thing, the letter that I really remember, because it wasn't just a letter, it was a series of letters and presents, was from a stalker dude who used to write me, and he would insult me. It was a passive-aggressive fan. He would insult me while he would be saying praise. Hmm. Things like, I'm your biggest fan. Not that you have that many, because you know I'm on TBS, and no one can remember if it's tbs or tnt which was true (laughs) he was like and you know you're really funny except when you're not which is quite often and he he just would constantly he would giveth and then he would taketh away yeah and i just thought this is not a good he did not go to good fan letter writing school (laughs) he also he was he was also like a scare it was a little bit scary when um because he had this thing too where he would write and he would say things like um 
My name is Don, although my friends at my job call me Christian, and the other people at the other job call, uh, had like seven different aliases. Mm-hmm. That's not a good sign. No. So when someone works under different names, that is just, that is not good. That is not good, but he did send, this is a little weird, he did send us once, I see you have all this like great fan art here. I never got anything like that. What I did get was, he took a picture, he recreated a painting by Salvador Dali, and, he, and then he blew it up, and it was like, it was huge, and it came to the studio that we would shoot at in Burbank, and it was just sort of missed, it was like a chess pieces melting. Yeah. That, I don't know, melting chest. It was just. So you're going to say he like worked your face yeah, into it or something. That actually sounds like a pretty nice gift. It was huge. I, I, I do you really want that? Do you do want, I want do it? Want, no. Do you? But I'd Who rather, wants that? Who wants there's that? There's a chance, by the way, these, these letters were coming from your parents based on your <laughs> That history. is possible. Or Paul Gilmartin. You or Gilmartin. you. Oh. Oh. Don't throw me under the bus. Your this. daughter Amelia sent them. Oh, it could be Amelia. It could be. Bonjour, my Yes. Meow, meow. And hi, because it's a cat. She's still a cat. I want to say ba bump I don't really. All right. Annabelle, we're done. We've we're tortured, done? We've tortured you long yes. enough. All right. The name of the book is wherever you go. There they are. It comes out April the 18th. And it has half. That was actually you hitting the book the against the, the yeah. table. Yeah, it's solid. Yeah, it's a hardcover. You can that's do a hard damage cover. with that. Let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Does anybody ever go, can you can you take, like, say you buy a book and you take mm-hmm. this off another book, and I put it on another book, and then I return the book. Hmm. Did anybody follow anything I just said? Because I didn't. I see what you're saying. Nobody works that hard. But they just don't work that hard anymore. Like, they just say, I, they just they just sell it on eBay. Okay. No, I thought you were saying, like, what if you switch the jackets to a cheaper... Like you want Annabelle's book, but you don't want to pay full price. Right. So you put her jacket on. Oh, that's on a, really funny. Uh, on another book. Nobody then, right. does that, but you know, you know, what authors do, and there's a name for it. And I wish someone would Google it because there's an actual name for this. Google when, when people do this. You when you're Not an you, author, Gary. you take your <laughs> you go into a bookstore and you get your like, hey, I'm just walking around looking for a good book face on, and you go <laughs> and you take your book. From the side where they've got it hidden behind a book called Secrets of a Mafia Kitchen, mm-hmm. which sold better than yours, if you're me. Well, five stars. And five <laughs> stars. Hey, it must be good. Yeah. Um, and then you move your book to the front table. Yeah. Everybody does that. Do they? I have talked to, I mean, like best selling, just you name it. Everyone has been caught at one point or another by a shopkeeper doing that. And there's an actual name for it. And I, can't I would call remember. that. I, I would call that it's called needy. I need that name. <laughs> what do you call it, man? I was going to call it end capping. Because oh, they, I like end, end capping. They capping. call the thing at the end an end cap. So, As a reminder, Dennis Young of Sticks used to do that at the record store that I worked at. He would come in and move his uh, albums to the front, and we'd go, Dennis, that's not a new release. That's the new release. Well, and then he would uh, go, okay, and then he'd walk out. <laughs> like, as if he, as if you didn't know who he was. Like that's like. Oh, he knew it, but he knew we knew. Like he, he didn't care. Yeah, that's weird. I don't care. I will do. I. I just. I'm just shameless. I will sell my book to you if you see me. I'll sell it out of the trunk of my car. <laughs> sure. Do you do the book signings at, at Barnes and Noble? Have you done those? I do those, and I have. I. If you go to my website, I am. Go, I'm flinging myself across the entirety of North America, starting <laughs> April 13th here in Los Angeles at Skylight, and then I will be. I'm going to every 
fucking place that will have Alabama. Great. Florida. Love it. Uh, Chicago. Love it. Uh, San Francisco. Are you going to get a chance to see your daughter up in Canada? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to Canada. I'm going to Toronto with Richard Dawkins. I'm doing a bunch of Dawkins. We're doing a big old atheist festival oh, all over go. the place. There we go. New York. I'm just going everywhere. Anywhere. I'm going anywhere where they have books, basically. I'm just flinging my... Right. I'm out there. So then you're not visiting the White House? That They did not invite... I'm going to D.C., but they did not... They didn't invite me. Hmm. Look into that. There's, you probably missed it. Yeah, it's just a, an oversight. Yeah, I'm sure. An oversight. Did you find out what word that is, Brad? Oh, look at Garen rightfully on his phone, hoping he gets an answer before Dude, no, Brad. This is kind of a tough one. Yeah, I'm, I'm finding like, like you know, racking. That's not really it. Is it no. racking? No, I know. There's another one. Is word it arachnophobia? <laughs> Great movie. Shelfing. Sh- front shelfing. That's like a sex thing. Mm. Is it? Front- What's that? You put your. Uh, yeah, I think so. Let's see. So how do you know that? But you don't know Top how two show? guys yeah. bang a girl. <laughs> no, I know that. But there are many, oh, there sure. are many kinds of things you can do. Yeah, people are very not, inventive. Yes, they are. Garen, I'm, this is the Garen that has the threesome. That's yeah. him. Really? Yeah, wave to her, Garen. Let her know it's you. <laughs> I don't think I want to know that. It's him. He's a homosexual man and has threesomes with other men, strangers. <laughs> no, one's a stranger. Stra- stranger no longer. Well, not within seconds. They're not right. right? Yes, he uses his tears to lube up. Yeah. Sitting in the corner, jerking off. Oh, tears don't make a good lube. You don't know that. I do know that. Well, well maybe salty? not for a lady. There's not. <laughs> Works fine for a man. Works <laughs> fine for a man. I have tried. Oh, boy. <laughs> boy, this took a turn. I'm sorry. Brad, you could bail on that. we got to end the show. Karen's not giving up. It's a tough one. It is a tough one. I don't disagree, Brad. Yep. Can you look up and see if tears have ever been successfully used as lube? <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, go to jimmyporto.com. Annabelle, is there a chance that this is a phrase that just uh, you and your friends use and it's not like widely known, this this putting books on no, the- Yeah, I think it's some sort of weird like author lingo. Right. Mm. You guys are keeping it under wraps. Dude. Yeah. You don't want the- yeah, I like end capping. I think end capping. End capping. I think that sounds pretty All cool. right. I'm going to go with that. I'd go with end capping. I'm going to go Did with Did you that. hear about Dawkins? He was end capping over at the, uh, <laughs> at the Walden books. <laughs> <laughs> I, chose up I saw Jane Smiley. End capping. See, that's another mm-hmm. example. These are examples of people uncapping. All right. Again, the name of the book is uh, wherever you go. There, uh, there they are. Uh, the back has praise from people like Julia Sweeney and and Bill Maher. <laughs> I guess he's an author. I that's very Jewish. You've turned Bill Maher into Jewish. Bill, Bill Maher, because Maher is like an important guy in Jewish. Like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, a mocker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Bill I Maher rhymes with star. Mm-hmm. Did you find it, Brad? No, and not having much much luck with the tears for Lube either. How about this? Suggested. Yeah, like, how about that? Brad, you're crisp. <laughs> crisp. Crisp. There's only one way to end this episode then. You're fired. Yeah, we got to cut you loose, Brad. Nice try, buddy. Understandable. <laughs> nice try, Frank. See, he's even it's positive when you're right. Understandable. The door. I get it. I don't belong. <laughs> Makes sense. He's a, he's a pro. He's a pro. <laughs> he's a pro. He's got nothing either. <laughs> no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, just a slightly slower zero. Uh, Brad, thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. It was great to get to know you. And uh, we hope to see you again in the future. I'd love it. It's weird saying goodbye. It's weird saying uh, goodbye to it. It's a melancholy. It really is. <laughs> Garen, thank you for stopping by. Happy to be here. We'll see you Thursday. <laughs> Annabelle, thank you for being here. Thank you. I feel a little. I feel like I could have some luby tears over this oh, scene boy. with the interns. It's a little. <laughs> I you know just feel a little moved. Where are your Uber drivers? <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't bad. Garen, see what he's Garen bringing? He's it. bringing it, Garen. He it was a callback to a joke that you were... Pri- What's that? I would take off. <laughs> I, would, I would hope that whatever happened today works out. Um, 
Now, make no mistake, by the way, if this was uh, two weeks ago, guess what my fantasy baseball team name would be? Brad Gage? No, Luby Tears. <laughs> It'd be Luby Tears. Yeah, that is a great name. Goodbye. All right, on behalf. Oh, we got to give him a nickname. Go, we'll the right Ginger? Now. Just call him the Ginger. No, I don't like that. You uh, the I don't. What about uh, something about something to do with Mr. Boris Becker? Mr. Positivity. I'm not Garen. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, he's not taking your place, Garen. Relax. On behalf of Brad Gage, on behalf of the Brad Gage, that's Brad Gage. Pop calls me. Stop by for a moment or two. That's uh, Garen Cockrell over there, Mission Control. That's Elliot Hooper, the Honcho Matt, the Honcho Matt Belknap, our friend Edible Gerwich. Get her back. I'm Jimmy. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK 47, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Adam Sachs, and Chris Bannon. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. So you're done listening to your show, excuse me. Good for you, you mean. And made. all you keep saying to yourself, yeah, good for you. Good for you. And like you keep saying to yourself, what do I listen to next? I finished the murder one and I finished the guy's missing one. Oh, I want another laugh. How can I laugh? Well, you could turn on the Rana and Beverly podcast. Would it kill you to turn on the Rana and Beverly podcast? You want to hear celebrities talk about their lives? You want to hear celebrities pushed against the wall, ask questions? You want to hear two brilliant women tell you everything you need to know about life, liberty, and the pursuit of everything? You're looking for advice? Then you should be listening to the Rana and Beverly podcast. You want to hear a bra commercial? And if you've never heard the show before... Feel free to start with the Beginner's Guide to Rana and Beverly, narrated by the wonderful Paul Shear. After you listen to us and fall in love, go to iTunes, Stitcher, all the apps, and go ahead and put in five stars. What's wrong with you? We know people are listening. We're going to start going to weekly. We're at bi-weekly right now. Yep. Make it worth that time. Yeah. Kiss, kiss.